Okay, what just happened here? Create smarter documents. Get out of here, Google. They want you to have your, smarter documents. No one pressed your button. Get out of here. Hey, look, it shows we're live. It's, like, it's the new version of Clippy. Yeah, I was like, why is this here? All right. It looks uh, like you're writing a letter. <laughs> you're trying to prepare documents or or show notes. Would you're, you like me to prep you're, them? You're trying to record a podcast. Yeah. You want me to Would interrupt you, like, you? Yeah, no, no. Let's just put this big, large thank you, Google. Uh, so I presume we're, we got a fresh track going? Yep. Perfect. Tonight's show is brought to you by Poor Snack Decisions. Who doesn't enjoy a Slurpee and nacho chips before a show? Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 106. On this week's episode, we discuss the Universal Park deal, the upcoming Game Awards, Justin provides his impressions of Super Mario Maker for the Nintendo 3DS, Johnny Casino, and Marty Estes also join us. Plus Zach, well Zach's not here. Why? Parenting and life decisions. Plus your questions and so much more. Now, cue the music. All right, everybody. Good evening. Good day. Wherever you are, hopefully things are going well. My name is Justin Masson. It is November 30th, 2016. You're in the right place. Tune in to the right channel. It is a Nintendo Dads podcast. And guys, we are excited to be here. I'm excited. We have some amazing folks joining me. And of course, one of my hostess with the mostess, Jesse Waldack, VG Tribune. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. It's has uh, been two days at work where I normally don't spend all day at work in meetings, and I'm just really tired of meetings, and I still have to go in for one more day of it. So, th- with recording tonight, two shows tomorrow's going to be pretty rough. Oof. Well, I always appreciate your uh, your audacity trucking through the time zones to make this happen. Uh, speaking of also joining us today in a time zone not probably as stressful, Johnny Casino. Sir, how are you? I am doing great. After a long day of martial arts and kids' dentist appointments, I'm just happy to be here with you guys and finally meet Marty. Nice. Yeah, kids' dentist appointments and martial arts. If you combine those two things together, you could have saved time. Yeah, You know what? I should have. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Does, and, that mean, uh, if, does that mean the dentist gets kicked in the head? N- or I mean, whichever. We have a really nice dentist. I don't really want to kick that person in the head. <laughs> mm. But it could be some quick teeth extraction with a kick to the mouth. Yeah, there you go. There you go. For those of you that do not watch us on the live stream, Johnny is rocking, might I add, the pinkest uh, set of ear uh, earbuds, or not earbuds, sorry, uh, earphones I have ever heard. Well, I think he was drinking a beer. It sounded very, it was very contradictory to what was uh, going it, on. It, it is a beer that I, I made myself, but let it, me get you a close-up here of and, these and headphones. Justin apparently can hear things visually. Is that, uh, is, is that it, Snoopy? That's Snoopy and Woodstock. These are my daughter's headphones that I have jacked to start podcasting until I uh, get given my own, hopefully for Christmas. Nice. Yeah, those are, those are manly, those are manly uh, headphones. I like them. Some of us are secure. Yeah, yeah. Some of us make some good parenting decisions. I like it. <laughs> that's go. great. I'm afraid I'd actually bust my kids' ones. My head's too fat. Speaking of heads who are not too fat, Marty Estes, how are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. Excited to be here with you guys tonight. Excellent. Yeah, Marty was kind of a last-minute tap on the shoulder to come in. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mario Maker, and Marty was, like, slamming me with questions on Twitter and in line chat about Mario Maker, and I was like, you know what? If you've got questions about it, I'm sure everyone else does. Let's uh, let's let's pump those up here. And also, in true honesty, I didn't really play much with Super Mario Maker, or sorry, Super uh, Mario RPG that we've got to record soon, so I'm using... Um, Using Marty as a little bit of help. Well, you're going to be using my um, 16-year-old self's knowledge of Super Mario RPG? 
Nice. It's, well, it's, I mean, I, I tried to play a little bit, uh, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, if it had been on 3DS, I could have plowed through a lot more of it. But uh, that's not happening. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm also in the same boat with you. Nintendo's making some poor choices. But let's talk about some more of those poor choices and jump right into our news. Nope, that's not the bumper I'm looking for. God, some, one of these days, I've got to figure this thing out. Wait, maybe it's that one? I don't know. Imagine there was a bumper and it was awesome. How about that? And of Man, course, that bumper the news, was awesome. That was. I was like, the best bumper. We should do that I'm again. Melted my face off. I know, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Every day, every time I'm like, I'm going to figure out my new soundboard. And when I say new soundboard, a soundboard. And it never happens. Uh, of course, the news is brought to us by our partnership with oneupbox.com. If you like cool, exclusive t-shirts and nerdy boxes being sent to your house every single month, head over to oneupbox.com, use the offer code NINTENDODADS, and get money off your first box. Interestingly enough, for the month of December, the theme is energy, and the characters that are being teased are Batman, Metroid, and Mega Man. So head over to oneupbox.com, uh, and it's not too late to subscribe to get your December box. Now, Jesse, what's going on in our news, sir? Okay, we, have, we do have a number of items. Uh, the first one listed is uh, the Universal Park deal, which I hope you know more than I do, because I don't know anything about it other than that it, is, it, it exists. Sure, yeah. So, well, I do have some information <laughs> on the Universal Park deal. So, yesterday, Nintendo actually officially, uh, in coordination with Universal Parks and Resorts, actually put out a press release and a video uh, that began to talk about their official announcement video. Um, I'll give you some kind of snippets of the actual press release release here. The creative visionaries behind Nintendo's legendary worlds and characters are working together with the creative teams behind Universal Blockbusters theme parks and attractions. Their goal to bring the characters, action, and adventure of Nintendo video games to life within Universal theme parks. And to do so in new and innovative ways that capture what makes them so special. All the adventure, fun, and whimsy you experience through a screen will now be all around you in breathtakingly authentic ways. Nintendo-themed areas are coming to Universal Studios Japan, Universal or sorry, Universal Orlando Resor uh, Resorts, and Universal Studios Hollywood. There will be an expansive, immersive. They, these will be expansive, immersive, and interactive. They'll be highly themed and authentic environments filled with multiple attractions, attractions, shops, and restaurants. Guests guests will feel as if they're playing inside their favorite games this time in real life. I added that last bit with the drama. It wasn't written that way, but I did that. Thank you. <laughs> You're all about drama, man. <laughs> they uh, There will be something for everyone, regardless of their age or gaming uh, experience level. Planning, uh, planning and creative work on these areas is well underway, and they will open separately over the next, uh, next several, several years. Uh, there's some talks about... Um, Compelling, compelling, compelling stuff. Working together, remarkable. Each Universal Park will announce details of the specific Nintendo areas. The first such announcement will be coming soon. So it, they gave us a little bit more detail, but not a lot of detail, right? Because we'd heard that this was kind of in the works, but I don't think we'd had an official, official word. Um, so as we're talking, right? Japan, Orlando, Hollywood. They're getting Nintendo gift shops, rides, restaurants, themes. Around the horn, guys, are you excited about this? And what do you want to see? Let's start with uh, with the man from tennis, uh, the man with the deep south, Marty. Well, uh, yeah, I'm excited about this because I love it's combining two things I love: theme parks and um, and Nintendo. And I, I think the part of this announcement that got me uh, the most excited about was that it seems to me that their commitment is to not just slapping together a ride and putting Mario's face on it. 
you know, mm-hmm. like branding it. Oh, this is the Mushroom Kingdom roller coaster. No, they're going to make it's going to be like Harry Potter's Diagon Alley and different things right. like that. You know, like you can go down there and you can walk through the castle at Hogwarts and you can, you know, go have a butterbeer at, at uh, the at the three broomsticks or, or whatever. There's going to be places like that. I mean, think about the first thing that came to my mind was Zelda. Right. You know, that they're going to have, I mean, imagine walking around the corner of this area and Hyrule Castle is mm-hmm. comes into view, you know, and you've got the sounds and you've got characters like moblins running around. And just just look like what they did at E3 to see what they could do with just one room, much less. Absolutely. More yeah. Yeah. And that, and that was just Nintendo on their own. Uh, but, but here's my bet on this. The end part of this, this kind of press release says the first such announcement will be, will come soon. I'm going to say within the first three to four months of 2017, there's an announcement and the first place it's going to open is going to be in Japan. It's not going to be, it's not going to be Orlando. It's not going to be on this side, Hollywood. It's going to be Japan first, kind of a, as a test run. Why, why do you look so excited about that, Justin? Cause I'm going to Japan in two years. <laughs> Too bad they'll open in three. I I'm going, know. To, I'm going to Japan at the end of. I'm heading to uh, tentatively heading to Japan uh, October or November of uh, 2019 for a couple of weeks. It's our family vacation. Oh man, you plan ahead, man. Yeah, it's a big trip. That's, it's actually it's actually because it's aligned with uh, the Rugby World Cup. That's why we're going. So. Uh. What? Yeah, that's one thing you think of when you th- go to think of Japan rugby. They're having the world. They're having the World Cup there, and it's Nintendo. Those are two things that I love coming together in one location. Like, do people actually watch rugby? I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna touch you, son. Oh man, I'm gonna. All right, moving on. Moving on. Oh, so, dude. Marty, you're excited. I am. You want to see Zelda? I think you're right. I think that's. I think that's an easy win, right? I think that's for sh- that is absolute for sure. I think you are also probably right. They're probably gonna do Japan first. Makes makes logical sense probably from what they're gonna try. But yeah, uh, Johnny, what about you, man? What's what's going on when you hear this announcement? So we've been looking at doing a vacation like that, going to one of these, you know, the big Disney or whatever. And my son's five and would not be able to take it. So the fact that it's gonna be somewhere down the road actually works out well. Um, but I, I'm super excited, uh, for the same reason Marty is, I mean, it, it combines two of my favorite things. I mean, a theme park with roller coasters and whatever else there, and then Nintendo, uh, and if I could walk through the land of Zelda, which is hands down the greatest, you know, video game franchise ever, yep. you know, I, I, it would just, it, it would bring out that child in me that would probably have squeals and giggles <laughs> coming along with it. Um, but I have one concern. And my concern is that, you know, at all these different theme parks, I always have the people dressed up as the different characters. And you're going to go in there and you're going to see, you know, whoever. But you're for sure going to see Mario and you're going to see Luigi. And and Luigi is never going to be able to jump and have his little feet waggle super fast and float a little bit further. And I'm just going to be disappointed. What if they go animatronics? I still don't think they'd be able to pull it off. Five days in Hyrule. Yeah. Yeah, probably not, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's that's a challenge. Will, will, will the theme park ever be able to live up to the expectations and, and the the rules of nature and gravity that are defined by by this? Probably not, right? But, uh, yeah. 
That'd be a perfect. That'd be a perfect age to take them too. So obviously Zelda being a huge one for you, Johnny. That's like that would be that would be if you walked in, you saw that, you're done. Like check, you know, check, please. You're you're happy. Yeah, my wife would not be able to pull me away. Ever. Sure. Yeah, Ever. yeah. So how did we talk? Think so, Marty and and Johnny both brought up Zelda, right? Where how are they? How where they have so much in that lore? Where are they putting it? What do you want to see? I mean, you, you gotta have. You gotta just have Hyrule. I mean, like the castle, the castle town. Um, I would oh, you, think you totally see gift shops right there. Gift shops, restaurants, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and then on like the rides somewhere on the the out outer sides of it. And I mean, you you have to. I would think somewhere Ocarina of Time ish. You know, I as think far so as too. I, I don't think it could be like Wind Waker or as much as I want it to be. Oh, Wind Waker. If it was. Uh, <laughs> I think if you're streamlining all of Zelda into one thing and you're making the most palatable version of it that people are going to cling to the most, it's it's got to be that, and I, I hate to say it this way, the, the semi-realistic um, Ocarina of Time thing, because, I mean, you've got to balance it out with what, they're, what they've done with Harry Potter. Right. You know, if you if you walk around the corner and everything looks like a cel-shaded cartoon world, it's going to immediately turn some people off. But, but uh, they could definitely do like a Wind Waker ride, like a water oh, yeah. ride with, oh, wind, yeah. and, and you'd have yeah, to have that somewhere you, on the side. Yeah, the, the like the the river rampage with the, uh, or you know, the thing they Let's do at Disney, like you're in the big circular boat, you know. But they could do that with yeah. the King of Red Lions. Oh my oh, gosh, oh, I would I ride just, that over and over. Or you're making like like a log ride, essentially, right? Yeah. Oh, that would be so awesome. That's uh, okay. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm already buying my tickets, and it's not even yeah, exactly. you know, I'm there yet. <laughs> so you got you guys are you guys are setting in an Ocarina of Time era. I I would definitely agree. I think that kind of makes sense. You know, right somewhere in the middle is like literally the Master Sword in there, right? Like stocked in. You're buying like gr- green. You're buying tunics at the shop. There's like look like ponchos you just throw over your knapsack and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, Everyone's I bring got my own my pointy own ears. <laughs> I, I'd have you them beforehand. Know, for you know people will. Yeah, exactly. Uh, everything has like everything's a rupee. You have to buy the currency. Oh, that would be amazing. Yes, they totally will do it. Right? And you have a wallet that somehow fits, you know, six hundred of them, and it's you know fits in your pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you if you want to expand your money, you have to go buy the big wallet. It yeah, looks yes, like a debit tap card. You got like a ruby. You got to go on a quest first to get the big wallet. Well, oh, that's it, true. But, but every time you get that rupee, it'll tell you exactly how much that rupee's worth every Da-da-da-da. single time. Nice. Oh, and every time you make a transaction, that's if, the if sound. If cash registers made. don't make that sound when you pay, they have missed it. Oh, you know how 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 terrible it would be to be like the person working there and having to hear that every ten seconds. Like you just off your. I mean, it would just be so bad. Just, just quit your job and just walk uh, best, away. Best you, job you, in the theme park. You'd have to is, have a personality is, like Roger in order to live. Yeah. To, to, to survive. Job in the whole park. Is the person who gets to dress up as uh, as the fairy and just uh, run around yelling at people? Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, hey, hey, listen. No, they put that over the like the speakers, the big polycom, <laughs> so you can't get away from it. Oh, uh, we've come up with the greatest theme park ever, or the worst. Uh, no, greatest. I, I'd probably pay to go to this. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Jesse, how about yourself? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm not a fan of uh, theme parks, so you know, 
I, I, you know, if I'm ever in the area, I'd probably go just to experience it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to try, to attempt it. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's there. I'm glad other people will enjoy it. You know, just because I don't like something doesn't mean other people won't. I'm not one of those people. Are you no. calling me out specifically? No, that's rude. Not, not, no, <laughs> no, no one, no, no one here. But you know, you see the people on the internet. Just you know, I don't, I don't like that game. That game shouldn't even exist. Just petition to get it out of here. I'm like, yeah. dude, stop that. Yeah, but, you're happy yeah, that other yeah. people are happy for this. I'm happy other people are happy. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is there any like theme that would make you go? Any like you know. Hey, they have a, I don't know, a pick cross l- world. I would go to that. <laughs> no, know, it's all it like was, just blocks. You walk in, they hand you a, they hand you an <laughs> ice pick and a hammer and it's just a wall of blocks. Well, they could uh, just hire people to be certain, certain uh, colors. Uh, and I'd like to see a fusion between Final <laughs> Fantasy and Dragon Quest. Okay. Though yeah. that's neither are Nintendo franchises. But still, that'd be funny. But yeah, yeah, yeah Zelda would be the one that I want to see the most. Just as previously said. Yeah. yeah but yeah, Picross World would be funny. <laughs> the one, the one that really stands out for me that I think I could very easily see them doing actually is Pikmin. Oh, um, that would be awesome. Because and you'd walk into like some building or whatever or some area, and basically now everything is just larger, right? And you, you're at the Pikmin's level. So they've got like a big battery kind of laying down the ground, and I feel like I feel like probably I feel like Disney or Universal has those props sitting around somewhere. This is like repurpose them pretty much, and then they have like a broken canister or a broken pot, and you go into that, and that's the gift shop. Do you know what I mean for something? And you kind of like wander out. I don't know. I don't know where the rides would be, but I just feel like that would be very. I think Nintendo Wait. could very easily do that. If someone whistled at you, would you have to go where they said? Oh, that's the unfortunate part, right? All you hear is oh, just some blowing a whistle all the time. You're like, what? Again? Again with this? And people just running around in like space outfits, basically. So, so yeah. having gone to uh, Disney like within the last you know five years, they have the Star Tours ride there that's in uh, the movie. It just, the name of it just went Hollywood Studios. Um, that's the big. That was the thing that I enjoyed the most. You go into this. Uh, it's like a hangar bay, and you're getting ready to go on this trip to deliver something. And you're. It's kind of like you're. You're sitting in a room that's like motion. You know, you're. You're strapped in, but it's like if you get hit, it shakes or anything. I could totally see them doing that with Star Fox mm. because you've got. And that'd be better the than the game. Absolutely. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Well, the, the 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 way the Star Tours works is that it's random every time. There's three different scenes that it weaves together to make the story. You know, so I mean that's basically Star Fox's MO. You know, you can go from, you know, Corneria to this one to that one, and next time play it a completely different way. Uh, so I think it would fit. Yeah, I agree with that one. That would actually actually uh, work really well. And they did that not too long ago with that with a Star Wars theme too, right? And they do a big Star Wars land. Yeah, that's that's what this is. It's Star Wars. Oh, okay. It's Star oh, okay. Wars. So so oh, like okay. like when we went, we were sitting there, and there was a scene where you started out and you were on Naboo, and that was you getting into the atmosphere. And then once you're up in the atmosphere, it was uh, kind of like the battle around the Death Star, and then from there it was down onto the to like somewhere on Tatooine, you know, and that's where you were delivering your cargo or whatever. But there's lots of you know, moving and jostling and it's all, and you're looking at it like 
straight on, like you're the passenger in the in the you know the ship. Right. And they could totally do that. You know, do a barrel roll when you feel like you're spinning around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe you are. Who knows? You feel like you're in one of the greatest games to ever hit the Wii U. No? Uh-huh. No, s- silence? Check, check. Crickets? One chooses mic on. Dun, dun, oh, man. <laughs> one word. Permaban. Oh. <laughs> well, Johnny, everyone's allowed to have an opinion. Oh. You know what people aren't always allowed to have is their own video game awards. Jesse, do you know much about the video game awards and what might be handed out tomorrow? Uh, I actually do. I've actually I, I've, been, I've watched the game awards every year and just and I normally will will write an article that evening or the next morning on for VC Tribune just stating here's what they gave away and then you know or you know, in, in between awards they'll show you know here's a preview for a game coming out. Speaking of which. We know that one of them is going to be Breath of the Wild this year. What? We did. That was a yeah. Uh, Keely uh, uh, made that announcement the other day, so so we know that's going to be on on the roster. By the way, how many times has Breath of the Wild now appeared at the Game Awards? This would be the third this of three. This is the third time. Or the second time. One time that there was one time when they showed footage no. of Link standing on the mountain overlooking the forest underneath, uh, and yeah. it was, "Hey, this is coming!" But Star Fox is going to come out before. Yeah, when, when he had Ayanuma uh, uh, and Miyamoto playing the game and bickering at each other, that was 2014. So that was two years ago. When when we thought that both of those games would be coming out in 2015, and then, nope. That one's not coming out in, until twenty. Or am I wrong? Am, am I or am I wrong? Was that last? They year? didn't was, do it. They was didn't. last? I thought last year was the one where they did the thing where if your horse is running, it won't run into trees. Okay, I, I guess that was last year when they thought it was coming out this year and it's not. And and they talked about amiibo support and they talked about other stuff. Right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so you know, last year Nintendo had a very weak presence. Um, though, albeit did win best shooter with Splatoon, which surprised me. Uh, but, uh, so I, uh, when I was preparing my article for this year, writing down every category and all the nominees, I took note of games that are either Nintendo games or games on a Nintendo console. So I figured we'd, we'd want to talk about them. Yeah. So hit us up, Jesse. What's, what's going on tomorrow that we need to be aware from a Nintendo perspective? The one category that I have an issue with and I've had an issue with every year was the best mobile slash handheld category. Okay. You got $40 games up against freeware. Sure. And yeah, sure. But uh, so we have uh, Fire Emblem Fates and up for best mobile handheld and for best strategy game. So he's there in two categories. Pokemon Go also f- nominated for best mobile and handheld. And for best family game, so goes in there for two games. Okay. Severed. What else we got in here? Yep. Also for best mobile slash handheld. So we got okay. three Nintendo Nintendo game you know games on Nintendo platforms in that category. Yep. For best RPG, we have Xenoblade Chronicles X. For best fighting game, we have Pokémon Tournament. For best family game, we also have. Lego Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and Skylanders Imaginators. Mm-hmm. 
for most anticipated game, which is a fan-voted category, so go in and place your vote, um, for the, the Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And then the for Best Fan Creation, they had four nominees, two of which being Project AM2R and Pokemon Uranium. But Nintendo has to authorize games with their IP to be present, so <clears throat> they didn't give permission. So those two games are basically scrubbed. So right. that category now only has two nominees left, of which <laughs> I could care less. Right. <laughs> the, the handheld category is very strange, because uh, I got curious and went to look up the nominees after you mentioned that. And I really don't see how you can put a game like Fire Emblem yeah. Fates in the same category as Clash Royale. Yeah, well, I, I'm. I would. I'd be okay if they split them into two different groups. You know, they should. You know, you know, Henry, even you're, he's, you know, yeah, 3DS is the only game, the only system out there at this point getting content. But yeah, so that's not Nintendo's fault. <laughs> who who does the voting for this? Uh. There are there are five or six uh, cat, uh, of the categories are fan based. You can go to the, the Game Awards website and place your votes. Uh, but for the others, there is a pretty much a closed committee of gaming experts. I'm not sure who's all on that. But uh, you know, I, I'm I, you know I'm pretty sure actually you know a fan of the show or a friend of the show. Victor Lucas is actually on that, I'm pretty sure. Probably. I've, see, I've seen him put in his votes before. Probably the IGN crew is in there somewhere. I mean, because this were, you know, when you look at the uh, the free-to-play against the, the 3DS games, I mean, that's where it's really going to come into play in my mind is, you know, if, if it's a bunch of, you know, you know, uh, just everyday people, right, you know, they're going to look at, you know, what games can they pick up and stuff. But if you actually have someone who can really look at the quality of each game, then I think it gives a better chance to the actually better game and not just okay. the one that gets the most downloads or gets the most attention. So, uh, last, year, around. La- last year, the uh, Lara Croft Go game won that category. Mm. But oh, isn't God. that supposed to be a really good game? It apparently was. I, haven't, I didn't play it myself. It's all right. It's all right. Mo- uh, so Mario, what do you got? Poking around their website, uh, the nominees and winners for most categories of the Game Awards are selected by 29 global media and influencer outlets. These publications submit ballots in a nomination and win around based on collective and diverse feedback of the staff. I'm reading this right off the site. Fan voting determines winners in select categories. So here are some of the 29. Uh, Entertainment Weekly, EGM, uh, Eurogamer, Famitsu, Funhouse, Game Informer, GameSpot, GamesRadar, Giant Bomb, Glixel, IGN, Kotaku, Kinda Funny, uh, Level Up, Mashable, um, Polygon, Rooster Teeth, Los Angeles, yeah, Los Angeles Times, USA Today, Wired, and a bunch of others that I don't really know. You know who's not on that list? Nintendo Dad's podcast. You know, I told them to put y'all on there, and they didn't listen to me. <laughs> it's garbage, Johnny, is what that is. It's garbage. I, I, you know what? Next year, I'll petition harder. Kind of funny's on there, and we're not. That's bull. We're in the same category for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Notice how we all laughed. Hey, you know, just because we love you guys that much. I know, right? <laughs> just because five people download your great. podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, in addition to Breath of the Wild, is it being a known entity? Uh, there's also going to be an announcement from Yacht Club Games. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one as well. Now, it, it reading their posts, it, it seems like they're going to be yacht club lot yacht club. Why can I not say that? Yacht club games will be showing off their most recent or or their upcoming uh, expansion or DLC for Shovel Knight. But the theory that's going around the internet is also they may show off a brand new game that they're working on. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Can I share an unpopular opinion? Yes. Uh-oh. You say Shovel Knight is is not a no, good game. No, no, I, I lo- no. Let, let me let me couch the statement before <laughs> I say. <this>. Everyone, everyone <laughs> just like literally brought his microphone closer to make sure I he love was okay. Shovel Knight, and and I love I, I love everything about Shovel Knight. I love the the original quest, and I love Plague of Shadows so much. I mean, I've I've literally put multiple tens of hours into those games, you know, playing through them. I'm more, it was a game that for very rarely do I find a lot of games nowadays that grab me and will not let me stop playing. Shovel Knight was one of those. However, I wish they would just move on and, and do something else. And here's why I am afraid that if they don't, that's all they're ever going to do is mm-hmm. Shovel Knight. And I, and, and, and I feel like they're better than that. And I'm not saying that because Shovel Knight's a terrible game. I'm saying that I want to see what else they can do. Right. Johnny, rebuttal. It, it, well, so, and it's not really a rebuttal, actually. So, I mean, you were saying it's an unpopular opinion, but I bet there's a lot of people out there that are just looking to see what their next thing is. Yeah. Because, I mean, they they made such an amazing game. And, I mean, the way they've handled, I mean, all the DLC's been free. You know, I just opened my 3DS one day. I was like, oh, hey, look. It's, it's, it's almost like a whole new game yep. is sitting there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'll be honest, I haven't played a lot of the, whatever that second part of it was called, where you play as the other knight. Plague of Shadows? Yeah, I haven't played much of that one, um, just because I got wrapped up in so many other things I was trying to, to get through, but... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would love to see what they're going to make next. And I, and I bet a lot of people out there would. Yeah. I, you know what I, I, you know, I'm going to absolutely agree with both Johnny and, and Marty here. And, and actually as we're going to watch the game awards next or tomorrow, I'll actually, to be very honest, Marty, I'll be quite kind of disappointed if all they're showing me is the most recent DLC coming up. Like I would much rather they be like, Hey, by the way, here's a new game that we're working on. It's coming out sometime in 2017. Whatever it is. Oh, and by the way, yeah, we still have that DLC. It's coming. Here's a date. Thanks. Moving on. Right? The thing that I want to know, to your point, is what can they do next? Because I think that they need to go beyond being just a one-hit wonder. Yes. That, that, and that's my worry. Yeah. Is that they're going to get pigeonholed. And, oh, yeah, you know, Yacht Club, they make Shovel Knight. Yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, the, the the game where you kind of had, had... It was a pixelated game where they had... Well, she can jump back into the back layer. Zeo Drifter? No. Oh, Mutant Muds. Muds. Mutant oh, that Muds. game is so hard. Yeah, uh, that developer kind of went to put, didn't they? Or at least no, he, they, no, they, no, no. They split off. Jules well, watched them. Well, they they is, split, but basically they are not the same company that I think because they ended up falling into the same hole that Marty's worried about. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, for a while, I think so. All yeah, that was I, coming I, out of there was Mutant Muds. No, because right. they were making, they had a number of different games and they basically, yeah. and I mean, I listened to a number of interviews with him um, and they were just talking about how, you know, they, they decided that now was a time, you know, to do it before the business started having problems. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe I misunderstood that. Yeah. So he took, so Jules Washington, who's the one, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Sorry, Jules, if I'm mispronouncing it here. We're actually trying to get him on the show soon. 
Oh, dude, uh, you know what? And I bet he will. Because very seems soon like we're having we're having some Twitter conversations about it. He he seems like he's one of the nicest guys out there. I just want to drive to Austin yeah. and see him. Yeah. Um, but he took all the two D stuff, and now he's making the the chicken wiggle, which I'm excited to see. Yeah. Um, and Except treasure knots coming up sometime next year, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they're they're definitely not going anywhere. Or I haven't heard much about the other half, but sure. Um, yeah. So game awards coming out tomorrow. Um, breath of the wild guys, what, you know, what do we, what do we, what do we think we're going to see from breath of the wild here? We had some trailers and actually specifically, I've got, I've got some details here. Um, Nintendo's confirmed an exclusive look will be shown during the pre-show at five thirty PM and more details will be revealed during the main show. What are we, so it almost sounds like we're getting breath of the wild in two, in two different uh, pieces here. What are we expecting, or what do you guys hope to hear about Breath of the Wild um, tomorrow? Release date. Sure. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I, I was telling a friend of mine this earlier that I think if we hear a release date tomorrow during these awards, it will not be when the Switch comes out. It will be we're having to release later for quality reasons. But we can confirm that it's going to be. June 2017 because the reason for that is I don't think they're going to tell us the Zelda date and blow the big reveal about when the switch is finally going to hit. Awesome. Smart thinking. That's a good point. Yeah. I also, uh, we've heard rumors of this before. I think we talked about it where uh, this game's getting delayed again into later the year. I I would expect to, that they state that, yeah, we're, well, they also never said March. Everyone assumed it, uh, but you know they 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 may give a more close narrower window, like you know quarter two, quarter three, or or a summer, or some range of vagueness. Right. I thought they did say that it was releasing with the Switch when no. they when they delayed it. No, they, they just said the two were releasing at the same time for the Wii U and the Switch, but yeah. never a date. There was a uh, very brief time where their website actually said March 2017, and then they very quickly found the uh, delete button and took March <laughs> off, and then it just said 2017. <laughs> uh, there and is that's, a preview side up as well. Yeah, as for, for Breath of the Wild or for the game? Yes, yeah. it's for just Zelda.com. Zelda.com. Okay, what I'll a great website. One. Right? <laughs> Someone was probably <laughs> poaching on that one before, too. Like, come on. Oh, should have done it. It's just know, a, right? right now. It's just a teaser site, um, but it, it yeah. says you know basically the uh, official site of the Legend of Zelda series, and there's a uh, image on there now for Breath of the Wild that says available in 2017. Yeah, man, you scroll through that website, you see how many freaking Zelda games there are. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so many. Not that I'm shocked, but I mean, I guess, I guess, because they use so much of that same, like that Zelda large Z, it's all red, kind of almost the exact same font look to a lot of it. You're like, when you're looking at a wall of it, you're like, there's so many of them. So, except for the original two games, use different, yeah. different fonts. Yeah. They didn't know they had a, a hit on their hands at the time, right? So, right. now this side is cool, though. I'm, I'm not gonna mm. lie. I mean, it's it's a very slick presentation uh, as for this and. Uh, just it makes I can't wait for this game. I know you guys have talked about this before, but like the hype is real mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for me. 
Yeah, and and speaking of that hype, the new Amiibos come out this Friday as well. So yes, and uh, did did you see this week in the Patreon chat that uh, friend of the show Gary Gray he's already got them? Yeah, freaking what? Europe. Yeah, like they're delivering things like two days early. Like Gary got his Gary got his NES Classic. I think like two days earlier than everyone else. Well, and he's like, oh no, it was. It, I think the story was it went to show up at his house. And his wife like didn't accept open the or someone didn't open the door didn't accept the package and they like left a note, and then he's like what? And then they had to like come back and get it or something. I don't remember. But he he was delayed a day, but he got yeah, it. Gary okay, gets he, everything early. Here I thought because of you know Europe's uh, vendors are breaking street dates, which is why when Pokemon launched worldwide a few weeks ago, they didn't in Europe. They purposely delayed it a week as kind of like a punishment. Through the vendors yeah. for breaking street dates on other things. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, up, John? And if they still broke the street date, then they still got it on time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're going to show more stuff. And, and, and I'll be honest, I'm a little, I'm a little confused on why at this point, right? Because I mean, at this point, everyone has an idea of what the game is. Everyone who's going to be hyped about the game is already knows. I mean, the people who watch the Game Awards are the people who keep up with gaming. You know, they're they're not a new audience. And, you know, personally, the next thing I want to see from Zelda is when it shows up in my door. Like, yeah. I've been anticipating this game ever since that very first trailer came out at, what, was, it e, was it E3 that showed the very first trailer? I think E3 2014. I think that was, the, the, yeah. that was 2014. Yeah, I was watching that with my kids, and I almost threw my son on the floor on accident. <laughs> as... <laughs> as as this happened, and I, I almost went and pre-ordered it at that because it was up for pre-order real quick. Yeah. And then, and then I, I, I went, I picked up a bunch of old Zelda games. I started playing through them again just to get myself ready. And then it was delayed, and then it was delayed, and it was delayed. And at this point, I mean, I'm still just as excited, but I just, I just don't want to hear anything about it anymore. I just want to see it. I just want to have it. I just want to go to the door, have it be sitting there, pop it in my Switch, and start playing. Yeah, and they and they have been providing trailers pretty consistently since E3, like short snippet, like ninety second little montage stuff. Uh, through since then, so I mean, it does feel like we're, you know, when when are we kind of like okay, enough is enough. You just need to deliver it to us. Yeah, and right. what what else are we learning at this point? I mean, because we we know what the game is, and they're not going to start showing us anything that deals with the story. They're not going to start showing us if. if people are talking or, or whatever these different rumors about it are. So at this point, I mean, what, what new is there besides, Oh yes, this is how he gets across a lake or this is some new little power. Look, he has. The horses so the only trees, the, the only news that I could think, and I, I don't think they're going to line it here though, Johnny, but just looking at a scheduling perspective could be, here's what the new amiibos that come out tomorrow do. That's... Uh, okay. I, I like that. I'm so excited about those amiibos. So they they could do that. I don't feel like that's what they will do, because that's that's a that's not in game footage or play footage. That's stepping away and showing like here. Let me tap this. Da, 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 da. They could do that. I don't know if th- they probably won't though. Yeah, I don't know. I can't wait to see those those amiibos show up uh, this week. Honestly, here's what I want to know right now. As as a fan of Zelda, as a fan of Nintendo. How much of this game do you have done? It's 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 really time to be real about it. You know, you've been mm-hmm. we've been looking at glimpses of this game now for three years. What, what where are you in the process? It's time yeah. to quit. 
with the smoke and mirrors and the, Hey, we're only going to dedicate, you know, we're going to dedicate E3 only to this game because I'll tell you if, if, if it is delayed past or close to E3 2017, then they basically just wasted 2016 and that's going to come back to bite them in a big way. Well, you say they wasted 2016, but I mean, the reality is they, they had the one thing out there they had. Well, okay, um, no, I won't say they wasted it. I mean, they, they did come out of the show as with the most anticipated game on the show floor. Right, that's true. But th- I'm just saying from a, from, a pers- from a momentum perspective of, you know, guys, this was supposed to be out early 2017. What in the crap is going on? <laughs> just tell us. Well, is, isn't the rumor that it's like a localization issue that's, that's going to be pushing it back further? I don't really know if they've confirmed what the actual what the actual delayed rumor is, but lo- I mean localization may be it. I mean that's that's what I mean. I follow way too many people that talk about this stuff on Twitter, uh, and I think that's what I've read a number of times. Now, I mean, granted, it's a rumor. I, these people don't always know, although they've had some credible stuff in the past. Um, but you got to figure by this point they have to be they have to be basically done with the game, right? Yeah, you would think, right? And, and if they say that, if they say, "Oh, we're done with the game." then there's going to be the uproar of why is it being delayed, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah. announcing anything will actually hurt them as far as like what, what, where they're at, I think will hurt them if they announce it. Well, mm-hmm. this is one of those games that Nintendo can feel that they never are done with it. You know, they, there's always something to tweak or polish to do something is because it is so big and they're, you know, they know at, the, at some point they're going to have to draw the line that says we're done. Let's go, we got to go gold with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, that's Breath of the Wild. Uh, more to come tomorrow at the Game Awards. Uh, but man, it's it's gonna be some exciting stuff. Definitely, um, definitely gonna want to tune in and see what's going on. Uh, a couple other final things to talk about here. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon sold 3.7 million copies in the Americas in less than two weeks, which happened to make it like the quickest handheld sales. Um, sorry, it became the fastest selling games in nintendo uh history in the americas so that is that is quite incredible and in, in the in the same press release that i that i read said that x and y was the previous uh record holder yep and sun and moon has sold 85 percent more units than x and y in the same time wow so that's incredible. almost doubling what they did three years ago yeah that's absolutely incredible so not a not a huge surprise obviously um, we dedicated an entire episode last week to the Pokemon, uh, so you can go back and check that one out. But I know I'm still having fun with it, and I'm assuming more people are as well. Uh, heading over to uh, speaking of big things coming up very soon, Nintendo is having a private party, a private event for the media in uh, New York on January 13th uh, in relation to and the Nintendo once, Switch. Once again, our invite got lost in the mail. Yeah, I don't know why ours keeps getting lost in the mail. I don't know what's going on there, guys. Um, anything, uh, anything you really want to talk about on this one, uh, Jesse, just that, you know, this kind of confirms that we will get announcements on the 12th. Yeah. yeah. This is, this, this so, is just reaffirming yeah, that, right? So we'll, we'll, we'll hear their, their pitch on the 12th and then the 13th, I think is a Friday then. So that weekend and early the next week, we'll start to hear the, the IGN's opinions and you know the the uh, the private event media that got, did get invites uh, will get the. I'm sure they'll be able to talk about something. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the event, the you know, the announcement is on the twelfth. We know that in Tokyo, or sorry, in Japan, they're having I think two days of hands-on. Uh, we've heard uh, statements from the president Kimishima that he really wants uh, people of all ages, of all demographics, to get hands-on experience with it to understand how it works. Sounds like they're 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 going to try and make a very proactive approach. As obviously. You know, we don't have any more details about it. We're hoping that somehow locally it can be close to to any of the places that our team lives. But if not, we may have to piggyback off of the support of some of the other um, uh, support network that we have in the podcast community to provide us hands-on. But uh, coming out in January, guys, I mean, like we're less than six weeks away. We are less than six weeks away from learning more about the Nintendo Switch. So that is exciting stuff. Um, the final thing I want to talk about here is uh, is actually the future of Skylanders. Um, and, and this one hit my news feed this morning as I was scrolling through. And I'm just going to go to um, the website uh, toysforgames.com. They're good friends of the uh, of our podcast as well, and we support them uh, and think they do amazing work, and they uh, support us as well. But uh, according to a game journalist, um, the upcoming Skylanders game currently developed for 2017 has been canceled by Activision. Based on poor sales of Imaginators, a lower-than-expected viewership of the Skylanders Academy on Netflix, and an over de- overall decline in merchandise sale for the franchise, the future of Skylander apparently is up in the air with no plans to move forward with anything. Um, there is no yet uh, st- official statement from Activision, uh, but the rumor mill is uh, is pretty, pretty high on this one. So, you know, it, you, of course, guys, head over to uh, toysforgames.com. They have a great article on here. I, I literally just grabbed a quick paragraph off, off here and uh, and kind of read that for people to be aware of. But I want to kind of go around this table here, guys. Um, what's What are your thoughts on this whole Skylander situation? Uh, has the Toys for Life bubble popped? We know that Disney Infinity got out uh, about nine months ago or, or six months ago, the official announcement. Um, Amiibo sales have kind of been on this bit of a decline. We saw that recently in the Q th- uh, the, the the press conference statements from uh, Nintendo uh, roundtable. Let's go over to uh, John. What are your thoughts on this? So I, I never really played the Toys to Life games. Um, my big fear was that once you buy it, then you have to start putting all the money into the characters, and so we always kind of stayed away from it. My fear and. and I call it a fear, but it'd be kind of a bittersweet one to me. And is that how it's going to affect, I guess, how it's going to affect the Amiibos? Like, is that also going away? Because I own a couple. I have a few I want to own. Um, I think it'd be cool if more very specific ones came out outside of, you know, the Smash Brothers ones that are obviously the the, the big portion of them. Uh, But at the same time, if they stop making them, then that's less money that I'll be spending in the future. Right. So... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I want it to still be there, but I, I don't really have much of a, much of a, a stake in it at all. Right. Listening to your most recent episode of Sheldon Forgotten, you were on the edge of what I would be, what I would call a very dangerous addiction, sir. I don't think you should listen to Dave more. I think he is a druggie who is pushing you towards that edge. The first amiibo, the first amiibo is free, sir. And then he will hit you hey. like a crack dealer. So I, I have one. That I got a few Christmases ago to Mario, right. who's missing his arm. Yep, there's I, a story behind that. I, I, I wish I knew it. Okay, um, just missing his arm. Okay. He's just missing his arm one day. Uh, I have the four um, Zelda ones coming out. They're, they'll be here this week. I'm yeah. going to have the new Zelda ones, and then I want the Mario series. And outside of that, I'm fine. But if you keep making more, I'm going to keep wanting more, and that's a yeah. problem. 
and that's that's how it starts. Uh, Marty, let's over to you. Head over to you. You had some pre-show commentary about the uh, Skylanders. Yeah, so we jumped on the Skylanders. Uh, gosh, in the first series, I guess my son really. Uh, fell hard for those characters, and we uh, got got him Skylanders for his birthday. And I want to say that was 2012 or or whenever that came out. I mean, there's been like six entries in that, you know, in the series since then. But um, it started, you know, and and I knew what we were getting into when we get into that. I am a collector and have been for a long time. I used to have a collection of of over 1,200 Transformers. Um, and uh, so I have, I know the deep, dark abyss that collecting is. Uh, and so for Skylanders, the very first one, we went into it pretty, pretty hard and we got them all. I mean, we bought the entire series, even chased down like the really hard to find ones, not like variants or anything, because we, we kind of made a commitment. We're not going to do that. We're just going to buy the actual characters. And from there, as the games came out, it decreased to, okay, okay, they're reissuing Trigger Happy, so we don't have to get him anymore. We already have him, and he works in the next game. Uh, I did notice that with the last game, which was Skylander Superchargers, a couple of things. Number one, my son didn't want to finish it, uh, and he has no desire to finish it, uh, and I would attribute that to the fact that I've played it with him, and it's boring. It, mm. it's, it was not a good game. It, the story wasn't gripping... I don't know what it was. I don't think that the concept of like these characters with vehicles uh, really grabbed people the way they thought it was going to. Um, but now the Imaginators thing has him firmly in its clutches. He's mm. like, I'm going to make this, and I'm and like I think that's the perfect place they could have took it for what I, I call the Minecraft generation of gamers. Mm-hmm. You know, they are super excited about, you know, or super into, I can create it. I can make it my own. I can do it. Uh, that's the same way that this is going, you know, with, with this, I can make my own Skylander. Um, they have definitely decreased the amount of product that is coming out. That's Mm -hmm. one thing I've definitely noticed. I mean, like I think Skylanders, uh, giants and trap team, which were like the second and third ones, there was just an insane amount of figures that you could buy like upwards of like 20, and it got, I mean, when you think about that, if you buy that full game, like if you buy into the whole thing, how many hundreds of dollars you're spending with that. Uh, but we said this on, on reactor radio, when we were still doing that show that it was only a matter, I believe it was only a matter of time when you've got four, um, different products, you know, on the market buying for the same amount of cash. It was only a matter of time before the dominoes began to fall. And the question was always, which one's the first domino? So we've, we've seen the first domino. It's Disney infinity. So, and the way I always, and I always thought it was going to be that because, uh, my view on it was which one is the weakest product. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've played Disney infinity. It's not fun. (laughs) It never was. It never delivered on the big promises and it was just clunky and weird. And even like the star Wars one, I really wanted to like, and I really wanted to be into, and it just was not, it wasn't good. So after that, it was going to be, which, you know, okay. So if that's the weakest one, then what's going to be the next one. And to me, I think it's, it's right now it's, it's Skylanders because Mm -hmm. you've got a combination of a game that's been around for a while, a franchise that kind of has some old age to it. You know, and they and were it really does, the ones that started this whole game. It, it was, yeah. it was, but, but the thing is, is that 
it's it's kind of like there's been some things with Skylanders, and I know I'm getting way too much into this, but like some things that they've just done that like are very Nintendo esque mm-hmm. uh, that are negative. Like they they I read an article a while ago that said they had been approached by hundreds of people to develop TV shows and things like that on it, and they turned them all down. And I was like, you know, the smartest thing would have been to do was to have this on the show on TV three years ago to keep the momentum going. Uh, So from here, I think maybe then we wouldn't have had Sonic Boom. That's true. (laughs) Please. My son loves Sonic Boom and I just have to walk out of the room. I'm just like, this is please. God, no. Uh, Ironically, though, uh, Lego Dimension Sonic is the best Sonic game that's been made in years. Uh, So I just finish that level today um but speaking of lego dimensions um i honestly think that's going to be the one that sticks around yeah i I think i think if it gets down to amiibo and lego dimensions that amiibo is going to go first yeah uh simply because with that one they're just let's just be honest and again, Dave's not on the show. Your your crack dealer's not on the show here, Johnny. So <laughs> I can say this. Uh, Amiibo are just accessories. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty to look at, and I love my Amiibo collection, uh, you know, of all the Smash Brothers Amiibos that are out. Uh, but at the end, they, they're not a full game. You know, mm-hmm. they're not like Legos. And, and my kids, and I'm just talking about this from a parent perspective, my kids would much rather play Dimensions because they're actual toys too. Yeah. You can take them off the base and you can play with them like a toy. And that's where Lego's going to win. But but I mean wouldn't you think that the Amiibos stand more of a chance just because people do buy them for the collecting for the, as collectors and buy them as statues not as part of a video game. I mean I don't I mean I I have the Star Fox ones. Oh, yeah, I have those too by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have those. The truth but I got, is just coming out here. I got those so I could use them with one of the greatest games on the Wii U, Star Fox Zero. Sorry, I didn't hear that. My ears are <laughs> oh, plugged. I, sound did, right. you, did I need to speak? Did I turn no. my mic up a little bit? Um, so I got those. You know, I, I ordered those for that reason. Um, but because I on my display that I'm making, I want them next to all the Star Fox games. Um, when I get the Mario ones at some point and the Zelda ones, I don't care what these Amiibos do in Zelda. Like I, I don't want them to give me extra hearts or anything like that. I just want to put them on the shelf. And right now it's, you're basically, if you want a decent, you know, thing to put on a shelf, you're looking between Amiibos and then the world of, of Nintendo from Jack's toys or whatever yeah. it is. And they only make so much. So, I mean, these are like really quality, nice looking collector's items. I, I would, I just, I would think that that would, that would help them stand a chance somewhere. I guess for me that just, and that's the final thing I'll say about it so we can move on is that I do hate that it might be ending because I've always thought of Skylanders as kind of a, uh, soft introduction to dungeon crawling games. There is, mm-hmm. there are RPG elements and leveling up and ability, you know, evolution and things like that. Um, and I enjoyed playing with my son for those reasons. You know, it's about how, how, more, much more powerful. Can I make my characters? And, uh, there is that exploration element, you know, I've got to find all the treasures and I've got to find all the, the secret areas and the levels. And so, you know, as, as somebody who enjoys that type of game, it kind of makes me sad that, you know, that Avenue might close up for younger gamers who are getting into that genre. Yeah. Jesse, just kind of, I'd like to lean into kind of what your, what are your thoughts on the Skylanders situation and the future of Amiibo? Well, I think 
where Amiibo has a different business model than the others. Where all of the others relied on an annualized game to push out updates where Amiibo can have... You know, they aren't reliant on a single game, but instead they can be mixed in with all the other games coming out. Right. So, while I don't... I'm not going to attempt to predict which one's going to win, you know, overall, but I, I can... I, you know, yeah, we, we we saw it starting with the Superchargers that Skylanders was starting to go downhill. People really didn't dig that game. You know, even with the Donkey Kong and Bowser Amiibo hybrids, we really didn't save it. Right. Yeah. Well, so I think definitely, uh, you know, good conversation about this. So I think the future of Skylander is up in the air. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, guys, check out Toys for Games for more information on that. Uh, they are... They're up to date on that as well. Uh, and if you're a Toys for Games subscriber and listen to them, uh, if you're not, you should check them out as well. All right, guys, let's jump into our next section. Uh, we're done the news. Some great news conversation there. Uh, we're going to jump into the activity that we've been doing. Did the legs actually note for uh, yeah, us? Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, Thanks, for a guy who's supposed to... For a guy who's supposed to be uh, writing a paper right now, he sure does lean into other stuff, right? Uh, this is an, this is an activity we've been doing. Johnny, you're our uh, primary guest on. Um, no, no offense, Marty. You're just kind of I'm calling you up uh, to help on some stuff. So, so, so Johnny was our primary guest coming into this. Johnny, we've got our top ten Wii U games, and uh, you have a couple options here. You can add a game or move a game and uh, move around a game. I'm going to quickly go over a list so everyone knows what's going on here. Um, starting off the number 10 position, Johnny is Hyrule Warriors. Number 9 is Donkey Kong tr uh, Tropical Freeze. 8 is Smash Brothers. 7 is Yoshi Woolly World. 3 is Pick, or sorry, 6 is Pikmin 3. 5 is Wind Waker HD. 4 is Splatoon. 3 um, from Sean Capri is Shovel Knight. 2 uh, is the Super Mario Maker from Roger. And number 1 is Super Mario Kart 8 from Bobby Pauls. Um, the game that has been fully removed has been. Um, <clears throat> Barry, uh, uh, Barry had his his idea of Devil's Third completely removed off, and if you did not tune into last week's episode, Star Fox Zero has been permanently banned from coming back on this list for executive decisions that we cannot change. So it is written in the document. <laughs> um, so, so Johnny, what do you want to do here? What is you? How are you going to sculpt this top ten Wii U titles? So. Okay, so the last episode, as I was listening, I actually wrote down all these so I can mull over this and cry a little bit um, with that final executive decision. I had I had my attorneys look over it, and it turns yeah. out there's no way to return Star Fox Zero. No, they're, they're, uh, tight. they're tight on that one. But here's what I have to say. I, 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 I can't let this go undefended. Is I, I understand that people don't like the controls. Right? I, I get it. Like If you don't like them, that's fine. right? Um, but if you... If you're someone who plays motion controls in Splatoon, it's not that much different. Okay, I will agree with you there. It's yeah, it, you don't have to look at the gamepad when I'm playing. A lot of times, I'll just use it to do that fine point aiming. And if you're playing two player, which if you haven't played two player, it's a lot of fun. And I'll play it with Ben, and he'll fly, and I'll you're staring down at the controller like you're a tail gunner in an old airplane and just like blasting people. It is so good. It's so much fun. Now there's the complaint that the levels are not that much different from, you know, star Fox 64 and I get it, but I still think it's one of the games that has made the most use of the system 
and made an amazing game. But I understand it's an unpopular opinion and has been banned. So that being said, I have a game I want to add on here. Um, it's also takes incredible use. Or it, it also fully uses the system and the gamepad. Um, one of the best multiplayer games to ever hit any system. Uh, my only fear is that it hasn't been played very much by very many people. And it's an, it's affordable space adventures. Oh, and, and okay. Have y'all played this at all? I haven't. It's been on my list. And the reason I haven't is because I haven't had a couple people around to actually play it together. Because you are right. It's very uh, cooperative two-player. Um, very cool. I like that. I tried um, playing it one player and it just wasn't very fun. You have to have at least two. And that's why Ben and I played it with just two of us. And I mean, the, the concept behind it is you have one person flying your little spaceship and the other person is controlling basically the mechanics of the ship. So you control between the electric engine, the gas engine, you control the landing gear types, you control um, uh, how much boost and how much you know stabilization. And basically, as you're going through this planet, you're trying to ha- like, have your settings fit the requirements so you don't set off these mines as you're going around, uh, on top of other little puzzles you're trying to solve. And it, it was one of the most fun I've ever had playing a video game. So I want to add that to the list. Okay. Now, where would you like to add it? Well, I don't, I, I don't know where I can say I want it to fall, but I, I know what I'd like it to take the place of. Okay. Let's start there. So there's a number of games on here. I haven't played, um, but I've heard a really great, like I haven't played Yoshi's Woolly world yet. My son's getting it for Christmas. Good call. Um, I haven't played Hyrule Warriors. He's actually getting the 3DS version for Christmas on that. Okay. Um, the game that I just, I, I cannot justify seeing on top 10 list, and it's been off and then on and then off and then on, is Mario Maker. Oh. Wow. So okay. so let me explain. Uh, when Mario Maker came out, I, I was having that itch for just that 2D Mario, right? Old 2D Mario. So, and I didn't have copies of the originals somehow i don't know how uh and i downloaded this and the issue is it's so much garbage in there there's so many bad courses there's so many people that just have these courses where you appear and then you just sit there and sure it looks cool but you're not getting that mario experience and it's so hard to find one that's an a true feeling mario experience you know sorting through just all the crap that's out there and so it really takes away. It's it's a good game. It's a fun game. My son still plays it, makes levels that are ridiculous, you know. But it's just I don't think it's a top ten game in my book. Okay. So so, so you want affordable space ventures on the list. Uh, do you feel that it's like should be at the number two spot or where do you think it should go? Well, I was thinking about putting it there and then swapping it with another one to to, okay. to end it all off. Sure. How would you like to swap? I would like to swap Wind Waker with it. So put Wind Waker at two and have Fortal Space Adventures could fall down to five. Okay, let me make some adjustments here in the dock. Bear with me one second. Do to do. And Roger is probably screaming at his show right now. Let me just check our Twitter. We haven't received an angry tweet from him yet. Well, that's what he gets for <laughs> going before me. I, I know, right? <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah, I have I have no doubt that there's going to be someone else that's going to bring this game back. Um, because it does have that following. I just, I don't know. It just burned me. Ben, but I've tried to, says, great choice. 
I've tried to play affordable space adventures by myself and don't, it's, it's a chore. I mean, it's a great game, but it it's, I, I, I fully understand that's not the way that it needs to be played. Yeah. You, you, if I tried, I played a little bit by myself at the very beginning and then Ben and I was like, okay, this is the game we're tackling. And it, it was, I mean, it, we talked about it on, on generation gamers and it, it just such an amazing game when you play multiplayer, it, it takes so much teamwork and at the end, you just feel satisfied with how everything went. Right. Perfect. Okay. I'm um, just making some notes here. All right. All right. So we're going to quickly go down this list. Uh, at number 10, Hyrule Warriors. Still holding on to that number 10 spot. Nine, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Eight, Smash Brothers. Uh, seven, Yoshi's Woolly World. Woolly World, sorry. Six is Pikmin 3. Five is Affordable Space Adventures. Four is Splatoon. Three is Shovel Knight. Two is Wind Waker HD. And number one is Mario Kart 8. Can, can I just say that it's an absolute travesty that Super Mario 3D World is not on this list? You know, Super Mario 3D World is a very good game. But? It's just, I feel like it's there's a just, but there. It's just not quite as good as some of these other ones. And like I said, I mean, there's some games on here that are not my favorites. There's a few of them that I haven't ever played. Um... But just as a whole, it's it's good, it's fun, but it's kind of like it's kind of it falls in that area between a real 3D Mario game and a 2D Mario game, and it's a little kiddish in ways. It kind of takes some of the the challenge that some of the other Mario's have out of it somewhat. I I feel it does. Sure. I mean, well, I mean, until uh, like until you try eight. to or until you try to go <laughs> into that last level. Nintendo has had this thing with, over the past couple of years where they've done this like, oh, let us hold your hand all the way until World 8, and then we're going to make you pay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby, the the Kirby on the Wii was like that. Uh, Return to Dreamland, mm-hmm. super easy until about halfway through. And then I just remember going, what in the world is going on with this game? Right. Yeah. But there's at least three games on that list that would have to come off before Super Mario World. Yeah. But, I know, but I will. Three D World. I will shut my mouth though. I'm. It's not my <laughs> I know, but it, sorry. But it's it's in interesting to show though. Again, that like we we are we are having a very hard divisive time to put games on this list that are only top ten, right? Like this could be a top twenty list, and we would still be missing games because the Wii U has such a strong catalog, especially when we start looking at some more of those indie titles as well. So yeah, Jesse, go ahead. Yeah, my 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 son unlocked the final level and couldn't beat it, and I I tried it, but of course, not having the practice of being out being out of practice after not playing it after several months, I couldn't do it either. And I did see a YouTube video of someone beating the final level, and it's like that is insane. Hmm. It, it it's difficult, but I mean, I I play it whenever my my five year old son wants to play, and you know, because it, it's his game that I just kind of tag along with. And we we were able to get through it. I'm sure it took a number of tries, but it it worked. Well, are you familiar with this with the final level that I'm speaking of? Oh, are you? Like, you talking like after the castle? Yes. Way okay, past. I don't. Okay, no, I we did not. Okay, I I, I was sick of it. To be honest. Okay. Yeah, there is. We, a, we set it aside. There, there's like three worlds after the castle, and then after that, there's this. The final world has one level on it, and to unlock it, you have to. Uh, yes, you, you have to get all I th- all of the collectibles in the level, 
and you have to level. get you and you have and, to get a gold flag on each level with every character. I think that's really land. I don't think you just have to finish. You have to finish the level with every character, and there are five. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of back backtracking. Hmm. Okay. All right, folks. So we've got that list. Uh, we'll see how this list continues to grow uh, as we finish off. Uh, this year, uh, let's uh, let's head over to our next section, which is the "What have you been playing?" Insert really cool bumper. Do, 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 do. All I'm right, really what have you been you playing? Sing it. I know, right? Do, 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 do. Uh, John, as our as our newest guest, who's not been here before, sir, uh, we're gonna have you go first with uh, "What have you been playing?" Uh, so I bounce around a lot. Uh, you know, I play games specifically for uh, one of the shows I do. Um, but I, I've been playing, so I, I, I was able to get the NES Mini Classic, new Nintendo, mm. I don't know, however many words you want to throw sure. in there. Um, so I've been playing um, a lot of Tech Mobile, which I still have to say, I'm on a new show right now, so I have to put out there, it is the subpar of the Nintendo um, football games of the time period. Okay. Um, uh, but besides that, this last week I played a lot of Star Tropics, and it's oh. a game I had never heard of before I started playing or before I got this, and I have had an insane amount of fun until I got to a point where I I had to rage set it aside because it just got that hard for me. Really? Yeah, you, you get to a point... I mean, have any of y'all played it? Yeah. No, yes. but it but it's up in our vote for the next next month. Yeah, I think yeah. I've actually might have voted for it because I was already that far into it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I beat it when it was new, and then I I bought it on the Wii Virtual Console when that was a thing, and I got to the final boss and just could not beat that final boss no matter what I did. So I got to the end, but I just couldn't finish it this time. I think that Star Tropics has probably one of my favorite, uh, I would say top ten favorite gaming memories in it. Yeah. It's a it's a fantastic game. The music is about worthless, but the game itself is is amazing, right? And and the thing the thing in my memory that revolves around it is is not even in the actual game, but in an accessory that comes with the original version of the game. The manual. And I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for people who don't know what it is. But Jesse knows since you played through it when it was new. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think it, that was actually part of the manual. Yeah, and yeah. If, you, if you look at the if you look at the digital manual on the on the website, it it spoils that. But, oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's, I'm not that, gonna, I I remember being a kid playing Star Tropics and getting to that point and going, "Oh my gosh, and, <laughs> this and, is this, a suit. This is the coolest thing." And that's what kills me about like missing out on so many games when I was little was that like I I didn't. You know, I didn't get to experience that then. Now I'm, you know, now I look. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, that's what's going to come up at some point. And I didn't get to have that feeling back then. Um, but besides that, uh, I've been trying to make my way through Mario Galaxy again. I, uh, I, I speaking of unpopular opinions, um, not my favorite Mario 3D game. Um, and I actually got into a Twitter debate with someone today about how I, I believe that Sunshine's better, but. Apparently that's not the normal thought, uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm still working my way through that so I can get through um, Galaxy Two again um, in, in anticipation of a new 3D Mario coming out maybe in March if we're lucky. Mm. Um, and the last thing I played recently for the first time I played 
Triforce Heroes. Mm, and mm-hmm. you know what? Like that game, a, a lot of people talked a lot of trash about that game. That game is actually really good. Like I played it one yes, player it and it is fantastic. And all I want now is I want someone to reach out to me and, and, and play with me online. Like I want someone that I can actually like have a, you know what? Find the time, Justin. We will get on Skype. So we I, can got have, I got you. I got yes. you. We will set this up sometime because I want to okay. play where I can actually have a conversation with the person, you know, because I think it'd probably be terrible without that. That's the only you, way you, to play. You it. know what? You know what we're going to do, Johnny? We're going to hook up you, me, and Zach. I am down. Because Zach has got Triforce Heroes as well. And we'll do a Skype call and we'll record it. There it is. I'm like, that, oh, dashboard. That would be absolutely awesome. There we go. So okay. that's what I've been playing. Nice. Excellent. You, big boom at the end. Uh, yeah. You liking the NES Classic, though? You happy with it? I am. Um, I had somewhat forgotten how incredibly hard video games were back then. Yeah. Um, my son absolutely loves it, and I was lucky I had a 12-foot uh, HDMI cable at my house already nice. that I just kind of keep set up. Um, he sits there and plays games. I'll bust out. I uh, When I go certain places, I can take it with me. Uh, we actually have an HDMI end to the, to the monitors in the car so my son can play it if we go on a long road trip which is nice nice and so i'm i'm it it, it was worth the two hours sitting in line at, at gamestop to try to get it so, nice. so so you want difficult go check out ghosts and goblins oh i, have, I, I, I love have pl- super ghosts and goblins that was like my favorite game growing up i i have played about an hour of ghosts and goblins and i've never made it past the first i don't know like frame like you, you, you go past like there's some point where you either have to go up or through a door or something and, and you're no longer on that initial level that you're on. That's as far as I've made it. There's a reason that Super Ghosts and Goblins is on the uh, Patreon vote. It's not because somebody else put it there. It's because I put it there. And and oh. I'm and it's not uh, not leading. Oh, no, 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 no. And I wasn't the one person that voted for it. Let me tell well, you. I mean, that. usually when you sit down to play video games, you don't want to engage in self-torture. Sure. Ah, uh, I I love that game. I mean, I it's such fun. It is that, a, that and that I love that version for the Super Nintendo. But uh, man, is it? That is a precision based uh, game. If there is ever one, mm. right? That is that is that is that is up in like the Mega Man um, quick, you know, button smashing precision that you require in that category. So. Cool, Johnny. Sounds like sounds like some awesome games. We're gonna talk to you more about why you're playing those games for your for your show uh, in a couple of moments as well. Marty, how about yourself, sir? What have you been playing? Well, I have been playing in the last couple of days this. Ooh, what is that, Marty? My brand new uh, Black Friday edition new 3DS uh, white version, which I bought because I'm gonna be honest with you guys. This is the 3DS that I wanted when mm. I upgraded. Sure. And it is finally uh, available over here in the United States. So I'm excited about it. Um, I downgraded from a new 3DS XL to this, uh, which was actually a lot less painless than I thought it would be. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I will tell anybody that's out there listening that's thinking about doing it, there's not a lot of great online guides for this. Okay. Um, there are a lot of good online guides for old 3DS to new 3DS or old 3DS XL to new 3DS XL or new 3DS. But um, finally found one at IGN after a yep. little bit of, of, of searching and hunting. Uh, and basically, you go through it. Um, 
like a normal 3ds transfer you know the the what i was worried about was i have a 32 gigabyte card in my 3ds and i was worried that um something would happen during the transfer and it would not get uh switched over but uh that didn't happen it just switched the licenses over and it said you know put put your old uh SD card in the in the new 3ds. So, um, loving the face plates, and I'm already looking at which ones I'm going to get next. Uh, so I kind of see it being a little bit of addiction uh, factor for me because okay. I'm the same way about iPhone cases too. Um, but <laughs> here's the deal: um, I've, I've actually had a couple of issues with it, and I wanted to throw this out there to your listener base and see if this is something that maybe it's just me or because I sound crazy, and I've posted about it on Reddit, and I've posted about it in our Patreon chat. Um, I have, um, just long story short, I'm, I was part of the Ambassador program, so I had Virtual Console games downloaded through that. And so today, when I was just sitting around, I was like, you know what, I'm going to play Super Mario Brothers. So I started playing Super Mario Brothers, and I noticed that when Mario ran to the right, that some of the outlines on some of the, the sprites got thicker like they were doubling up, you know, or something like that. So th- I thought, well, that's weird. Maybe it's just uh, this game. And I didn't have, you know, I, I started a, you know, Google searching it and everything, and it's like, turn power saver mode off. Well, that was off. Or turn auto brightness off. Well, that was already off too. Um, so then I, I booted up uh, 1001 Spikes, and I just thought, you know, I haven't played this in a while. Try it. And every time I would move, uh, the background of the game would flicker. And the things that were kind of in the foreground, like my character and some of the blocks and things, wouldn't. And so, tried it on regular 3DS games like Mario Kart and other things I had downloaded on there too. No problems. And it's not the whole screen that's flickering. Like, if I go search for flickering screen, that's what comes up, you know, on Google. I, I can't find anybody who is who's talking about this. So, if anybody has, like, an experience with... And I've never, of course, had the new 3DS, this version... To like test. So I don't know if it's just me and my screen's got a problem or if this is just how it looks. Um, and, and comparatively, let me say this too. I've got the Mega Man Legacy Collection. I actually have it in a physical cartridge of it. So I put it in and played it thinking, you know, maybe it's just like retro style graphics. Nope. Uh, that plays perfectly and it has none of those issues. So I'm just wondering if it's like the emulation of the virtual console or, or something else. Uh, any help from anybody listening would be appreciated before. Cause I'm freaking out about it. I'm like, is it broke? Do I need to send it in? You know, do I, or is it just something I'm going to have to live with? Because I honestly can't remember if it was like that on the XL or not. Right. Hmm. All right. So folks, uh, Marty's, Marty's looking for some help. Um, I don't think any of us have that new one either. So we can't really reference, reference it all on that. Um, but Marty, if, if someone knows your answer, just hit you up at Twitter. Yeah, at Marty Estes on Twitter. Okay. All right. uh, that'd be great. I've also been playing, just real quick, uh, of course, playing Pokemon Sun. Um, I have not made it off the first island yet because I don't. I just haven't had a lot of time to play, but what I have had to... Like, I spend a lot of time... I obsess about catching all of the Pokemon. Oh. So I've been spending a lot of time, like, you know, hanging out in different areas, making sure that I catch, catch them all. Right. Cliche. Uh, 
but and and like finishing some of the little missions that you get, you know, like I bet you can't catch this. And so I go. And you're do like, it. no, I can, fool. Oh, I can. I got to catch them all. I want to be yeah. the very best, like no one ever was. Uh, and <laughs> so, yeah. And I've also uh, during Thanksgiving break, I went back. Th- I started going back through Super Mario 3D Land, and I remember how much I appreciate that game. And love it for what it is. I know there's some people who don't necessarily think it's that great a Mario game or whatever, but I think it's it's fantastic. And again, my comments about Super Mario 3D World, 3D Land was what gave us that, you know, that whole perspective on Mario. Absolutely. So I'm thankful for for Mario 3D Land and I think it kind of gets a bad rap in in some ways. I think 3D Land is really solid. I think on the 3DS. I think it's a great game. So much replayability on that, too. Nice. Jesse, sir, how about yourself? What are you up to? Okay, so I've also been playing through Pokemon Moon. I was just checking to see how far, I, you know, what um, what time I put into it. So I'm I'm in the end of the second island. I just finished through Dig- the Diglett Cave. I'm about to go to uh, battle the, the, the Kahuna. So, at least I think I am. So, <laughs> so I'm, you know, almost 18 hours in, so I've kind of been taking my time with it. Oh. And my Pokedex says I've, I've, I've owned 43 and have seen 97. All right. So that's about, it says 14%. Of course, I haven't been evolving anything yet, so if I had, then those numbers would be higher. Anyway, so well, that that'll be a game I kind of trudge through. You know, it's for I don't know why, but it really hasn't sucked me in like I remember Gen Four did. But it mm. hasn't pushed me away either. So you know, I'll get to it. I'll be able to play for like ten or fifteen minutes. Then I'm like, oh, I gotta put this down. <laughs> so I'm not sure why I you know it's not like we're you know Picross. I can pick that up and play it for five hours. Right. <laughs> or or do you know Dragon Quest. You know, so, what you're all missing is Johnny shaking his head like, what is wrong with you? Right. Okay. And I played through Super Mario RPG. I won't talk about it much because we'll talk about that in an hour or so with the, with the Retro Rewind. But I did, I recorded and streamed every bit of it in over 10, ten uh playthroughs or playing sessions and also all 10 parts are on youtube so if you want to bore yourself what <laughs> you're not really selling our the youtube channel when you say stuff like that i'm going to tell you that right now well, if you want to bore yourself go watch our well, stuff well, well it's on your youtube it, channel it, right? it's my stuff so it's, okay it's, go it, watch his boring stuff yeah because I, I i i know i should be commentating myself while i play but i i don't i don't talk while i play so if I try to commentate, it comes out sounding even worse than if I don't even try. So I don't try half the time. Nice. With... <laughs> I feel like one of these days, like, like Zach and I have to, or or maybe Johnny, I'll borrow you. We'll have to like jump on, and we will provide commentary as he's playing. Oh, I would absolutely love to do that because man, you could have so much fun just messing with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm also not a fan of roasts when I'm the target. Hey, so. It... 
We're not roasting be, you. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be talking about what Jesse's doing. It'd be talking about what Jesse's character is doing. Exactly. That's not but how it works out. <laughs> I, I, I'm I know how real life works. Fair enough. Anyway, so the last game I I want to talk about is the final chapter of King's Quest. That you know start launched early last year and was really slow at getting chapters out. So so chapter five came out surprisingly fast. After Chapter 4, it actually launched before Halloween, and I didn't get a chance to play it until last week. So, it's, uh, the chapter's subtitle is The Good Knight. K-N-I-G-H-T. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know how spoiler we want to get, because probably no one here else, you know, plays it. But, uh, it, you know, it, it's got a mix of humorous parts, especially if you've played previous King's Quest games. And and then it, it flips it you know it literally flips it around you know thirty seconds later it'd be really depressing. Uh, was yeah, it, it very emotional episode? Yeah, you know, as the premise of the entire series so far is you're playing through the adventures that of Graham's youth as older Graham is telling stories to his grandchildren. So. It, you know, throughout the co- the whole course of this, you get the idea that he's unwell. You don't know why, but it turns out, yeah, he is dying. He is on his last legs. His memory is failing. And then you find out why he's dying by, at the end of this. But because the you are playing his memories and his memories are changing, things, weird things happen in real time. That's just that you have to just deal with and as part of the, to uh, in the game, like, like there is one pu- puzzle. One of the early puzzles in the game is you're the bridge with fire on it. So you have to put out the fire before you can cross it. So you go through this one field where that you visited previously in chapter one. And then Bram's like, we repurpose this area for what? And then he had three options. And so you you pick the a giant sandbox so kids can play in it. So then the giant sandbox is drawn in that spot with it as a bucket. You pick up the bucket, and then you get to keep it. And then you go back to it, and it says, "No, it wasn't the sandbox. It was a fountain." But now that you have a bucket, because of the previous memory, you were able to fill it up with water, and then now you can put out the fire. <laughs> so weird things like that. <laughs> uh, so and then another you know, one last fun, funny part is as part of the act- of the, the story where Graham's mind isn't going faulty he the, in the, the in the story he comes across these crystals that does make your mind play games on you so the, the next few scenes actually goes to King's Quest One style graphics, and you know that eight bit chip tuny music, huh. and you, you go around talking to everyone, and you, you know even have the the pseudo typed text on the bottom, and you get a, the score, you know zero of eight on top, and as you talk to people, the score goes up, and then at the, you know at the very end of that se- sequence, you die, and it plays the same music that played when you died in the original game 
and it was kind of you know kind of like a bum 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 da 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 and so I'm I'm laughing at that. It's funny. And then it, it switches to a scene from King's Quest VI, you know, in a 16-bit style graphics, where you, you know, in, when you're in the underworld and you end up, you see this bone xylophone and you you play it and the skeletons dance, and this you know this scene just out of King's Quest VI and in in six the two other skeletons come out of the side does the can can while. Okay. During this, in this game, the same thing happens except for it's two knights that you used to know that were that died in previous chapters, and you're like, "No, why'd you do that game?" Yeah. And so that's where it got really sad, really quick. Yeah. So if it was just regular skeletons, I would have thought it was still. I would have laughed and enjoyed it, but they 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 ruined the moment by putting that moment of sadness in there. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. But so, so it sounds like so, sounds like you've, you've been enjoying it though for the most part. I have, and there there is one chapter left, or uh, I forgot what they're calling it. That is pretty much exclusive to those who bought the the seasons pass you know, prelude. You know, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's an after chapter or or a before chapter. I'm not sure where they're placing it. But there's, there's one piece of content left that they'll be pushing out probably sometime next year. <laughs> and then... Cool. And then some, more, some more to come on King's Quest. Yeah. So, you know, if, 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 you, know, if you like if you like point-and-click adventure games, you know, check out the King's Quest games. Nice. Very cool. Playing the game. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. You're getting choppy there. Yeah. No. <laughs> is everyone else okay, or is it just I, Justin? You still hear me? Justin now? seems to chop. I'm fine. Uh, it's just Justin. Can you hear me now? Yes. Kind of. All right. All right. Well, I'm I'm back. We're gonna we're gonna use it this way for now, um, and go from there. So I'll turn my webcam. Hold on a second. I'm on my phone now. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go, y'all. All right, so I have been playing this Super yeah. Mario Maker for the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, received a review copy of it. The show received a review copy of it about a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago. And uh, so, yeah, I want to provide provide my commentary impressions on it. The embargo has released or, or opened as of this morning, so we can talk openly about it. You've probably seen a lot of reviews for it, or it's at least available. Um, so... You're, talk, so, you're right that Nintendo was secretly trying to silence you, you know, with, with a hidden embargo that you didn't... Oh, I'm just shutting off my Skype? You're shutting off your Skype. Well, I mean, Jesse, <laughs> they, they really don't have anything to worry about because that's obviously a fake game. Yeah, fake game. He made Thank up you. Game. Yes, so says the comments of the unboxing. Oh, my God. Those comments... YouTube, what is south. wrong with you people in comments? All right? So here's my thoughts on Mario Maker. I know, um, uh, Marty, you're going to have questions, so feel free to ask. Uh, I'm going to go okay. through some of it and then jump in there where you want to. So to be able to review Super Mario Maker and to give an honest opinion of it, we can't live in a world that denies the existence of this, Super Mario Maker for the Wii U. Oh, because a game that didn't make the top ten list? Did not make the top <laughs> Uh But this is critically important to recognize. And here's the thing about Super Mario Maker for the Wii U. Yes, it didn't make our top ten list, although Roger <laughs> tried his hardest. 
There, the what Super Mario Maker for the Wii U does, which is critically important when you think about it, is its ability to create content and share it amongst people around the internet who enjoy the game. And what you, as a creator of content, get to do is see people play your levels. You get to see where they fail. You get to see comments. You get to see stars, completion ratings, right? That's one of the beautiful parts about it. The other beautiful part about it is, let's say Marty creates a level, he can text me the the code, I can enter it in, I can play it. Maybe John's creating a level and I'm a, I want to follow John, I can follow what he creates. The winning combination for Super Mario Maker for the Wii U is its ability for community to come together, to have an experience together, and create and share. That is what makes Super Mario Maker for the Wii U so awesome. Agreed? Agreed. That is what does not make Super Mario Maker for the 3DS awesome. <laughs> because Super Mario Maker for the 3DS does not, it quintessentially uh, takes away that functionality. That tool, now the tool exists. Can you create levels in Super Mario Maker? Yes. Are they basically the exact same assets? Yes, absolutely. Does it work on a 3DS screen? Yeah, absolutely. It's relatively easy. It feels like it's built for it. But what you cannot do in Super Mario Maker 3DS effectively is to actually build a level, upload it into the global Super Mario Maker community, have people play it, have people give feedback on it, get back, get that feedback. You cannot, you cannot randomly, I cannot randomly, or I cannot uh, select a, a level that Marty or John has, has created. I don't have that level of access. What you do have the ability to do in Super Mario Maker for the Wii U is to go into Course World and select levels that are uh, that have been created on the Wii U that is sitting in this large pool. And you have the ability to sort through them. You can sort through like easy, normal, hard, or super expert, and you can just select them and download them. But you don't have the ability to just randomly follow Marty, select his levels, or input them. So the other challenge is that when you create a level, you can't upload it. What you can do is you can share it via Street Pass. That requires someone else to have a 3DS. That requires somebody <laughs> else to have a Street Pass, and you can only share one level. Here's my question. Yep. Can I purposely send you a level? No. I know it's over Street Pass, so I like I can't go in and oh, go. All right, purposely? so I've Yeah, like like at you the would, end, like say I make a level, and I'm like, man, I think Justin would really like to play this. And, and is there an option where I can go in and pick you from a list of my friends and send it over to you? Are you and I in the same room? Probably not, since you live in Canada. No. Crap. That is not an option. <laughs> the only way to actually be able to do it is literally like the... Um, me Plaza street pass, walk past somebody, do a transfer. So, uh, who thought this would be a good idea? Well, here's the thing is I think at some point Nintendo also realized, I don't think this was a great idea. So what Nintendo did to counter it was to then add in the super Mario challenge mode, which provides users a hundred levels that Nintendo has, has, um, curated and created, um, that you have access to. And basically, each of those levels has metal challenges associated with it as well. So if you like Mario games, you like playing Mario levels, there's some awesome levels that Nintendo has created that has extra depth for each of them. 
So you can create a level, or you can finish a level like normal, and then you have a challenge like kill all 50 Goombas, or finish the level with uh, less than two, uh, 220 seconds left, or collect all 50 coins, or grab the star at the very end. So each level has two additional metal challenges, which kind of like, you really have to work to earn. Um, very re reminds me very reminiscent of super of um, NES Remix, those extra kind of like challenges they have there. Um, but that's essentially what you have to do. So I think what Nintendo did was like, we need to we need to add more value. So let's do that. Let's have these challenges. Um, so I think that's where that's where they decided to do more. If you are looking at Super Mario three uh, Super Mario Maker for the 3DS as a as a content creating tool, um, you are going to be sadly disappointed. If you were looking at it as a I get to have a lot more Mario games um, at my fingertips then you're okay with that because that's what it does well is it has its hundred Mario challenge. It has levels that have been created on the Wii U version that you can actually fill in your core spot with 120 extra slots. So let's say you're going to go on a plane ride or something soon, download a whole schwack load of games onto your, or a whole schwack load of levels onto super Mario maker. Great. You've got a lot of things you can play and access, but if you are a, I want to create levels and I want to share them with friends around the internet um, this is not the game for you. Mm. And I, and see, I feel like that guts a, uh, a very core part of that game. It, it absolutely does. When it, you know, looking at like the box on the back here, it says play, create and share. Yes, you can play. Absolutely. Yes, you can create. Not a problem. Sharing is where they have, they have really done wrong in this game. I would qualify this as like what I would call super Mario maker light. Mm. Um, and the more I got thinking about it, the more I actually started to agree with Sean Capri's statement that Mario Maker actually just feels like a tool that should become standardized within most of the uh, Nintendo systems going forward. Um, that basically it's a, hey, you can create and upload wherever you want um, um, standardization. And I, I love the idea of being able to create on the go. And I and I kind of feel like maybe the Switch will solve this. If there is a Super Mario Maker uh, Extreme Edition, I think the Switch will solve it because you could probably share on the go in an internet connection. Uh, the other thing I would also say from this is uh, you can't use Amiibos. There's no Amiibo sticker, unlike this. Uh, so there is no Magic Mushroom uh, stuff that you can use as well. Which so means that any like, previously made level that uses the Magic Mushroom will be not available. Correct. So those assets aren't available to you mm. at all. So the uh, here's here's another good question that I've I've thought of as we talk about this. Can I search for a user's levels? No. Okay, so if and I, I've heard this is what I read that like if you go into the course world or whatever, it will bring you up a sampling of levels. Yeah. Okay. So it, say I play a level from somebody and I really really like that level. Uh, yes. In the Wii U version, I can tap on their me and I yep. can see all their other levels. Can yep. I do that on the 3DS version? No. Wow. It, ha it has their little icon. It actually has their name, has their country, has a timestamp of when the level is made. You, but you tap on it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't, um, yeah, it just collapses kind of the, the data about it. It does here's not allow you to I, follow them. Here's what I think that they should do, and I would love to see them implement, and I doubt they ever will, but, you know, what the heck, I'll just throw this out there. That it would be cool if, you know, like with Smash Brothers, there's a way that you can control your character in Smash with your 3DS. 
there's yeah. obviously the recognition of the that system is talking to the other system, right? right? Over Bluetooth. Why can they not do this where you can export that level data into Mario Maker Wii U? Yeah, I don't I don't and I don't maybe, really know. Maybe that's an update coming down the road. Because yeah. I mean, you know, you know, Mario Maker Wii U got some pretty substantial game changing updates after it came yeah. out. But man, Nintendo, hey, let's let's get that on the books. You know, let's do that. Let me Bluetooth connect to my Wii U and upload the yeah. levels that I've made on on the 3DS. Yeah. Well, I don't think because, 3DS has uh, Bluetooth capabilities, but it does have. Uh, you know, you can't connect through the Wi-Fi, and it has IR. Yeah. What I what I would say is that if Nintendo could patch in essentially the ability to upload and share these levels on a global fashion, and that you can access other 3DS levels or other levels created on 3ds by like maybe you go in it's like flag it says you know either i can play this on 3ds or on the wii u and you can select them and some of them are like you can play on both if nintendo could do that then you've got it then you have got a winner then you have got a hit but the ability to share is a huge miss on this one and yes there is the ability to actually do like local play where you both have a 3ds with this game together and you're actually like co-creating a level i wasn't able to do that because I only have this game right now and no one else has it um, in my area. So can't really do that. But it, it, it just feels like it's a little bit, a little bit of a miss. Um, if you are a fan though, who loves Mario levels and loves pulling them off the internet. I mean, you basically have a plethora of levels that you can choose off the internet from the Wii U version that you can download on to your device and take with you anywhere. If you love that, this is awesome. If you love playing Super Mario one, Three World uh, Wii U Bros. This is awesome because they have got they have got a hundred levels on it. There's tons of replayability. But if you are like I want to create and I want to share and I want to share it with my friends, um, then then this is not going to fully meet that what you want for that. And I would strongly advise you go to the Wii U version instead. But like I said, if you're looking for maker, not quite. But if you're looking for playing, you're you're spot on with this game. When I first heard about the, the the game and when they talked about it, what was going to be in it, I was kind of interested in checking out what the hundred, what their new hundred levels were all about. And then, the, when making, you know, when then they did a trailer about three weeks ago, talk more talking about what type of things that are be in it, and. You know, even I think I said there'll be more, there'll be more like NES remix content, and you said the same thing, and yeah. that instantly just shut. That was like a okay, nope for me. Yeah, because I didn't I, like, like NES remix. Yeah, like I, I'm su- like I, I'm not gonna lie. Like the next time I go go traveling, I'm gonna take the game with me, and I'm gonna drop a whole schwack load of download a whole schwack load of games onto my course world, which I'm gonna take with me and play. Which I'm excited for that. Like that's awesome, but I'm not going to be building a level um and and sharing it in the same way i will say this so one of the things they did do very well in relation to the actual making of levels component of it as opposed to the wii u version where it was like time-based where you had to like play it for a couple of minutes and then like come in the next day um you actually unlock components uh, or pieces to be able to build by completing parts of the super mario challenge which is kind of really cool you finish your world you hear some new tools finish another world Here's some new tools. So I thought they did a really good job with that. And the tutorial in the system in the, in the actual game is really incredible, actually. They have some really witty banter. And then usually the level that you're playing, 
the, the levels that you've just completed kind of align with the new tools that you've got. So you kind of understand how they how they use it. And they really actually spend a lot of time talking about proper course design and the value of proper course design. Um, so there's a lot of really good like instruction in it. Um, and then you can really easily apply that and create levels. And although the screen is a little bit smaller than the than the gamepad, there's a good real estate there to be able to work. It's very easy to use your stylus, obviously, on the screen. Um, so a lot of that thing is a lot of it's like it's it's really easy. It's 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 fantastic to use. They, they've tidied up a lot of the things for from the Wii U version. I thought they could tidy up, but the biggest miss is the ability to share online, and I think that's really what holds it back. And that's a huge miss. It is, yeah, and and you know I'm I, I am not the only reviewer who thinks this uh, as well. I, I I did my due diligence this, this today and checked some of the other uh, sites that I kind of find uh, credible as well. I know Andre from Game Explained kind of said the exact same thing with as well. We had a, we had a Twitter conversation back and forth, and yeah, that's Super Mario Maker for the 3DS guys. Hmm. Oh, that's a it's a downer. Yeah, so like I, 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 I don't. I know you don't mean to be, but uh, I'm sitting here thinking about how I've got it uh, pre-downloaded on my 3ds. Oh, right now. Oh. Pre- <laughs> oh, okay. Can you cancel a pre-download? No, I don't think you can. You cannot. I mean, I'm. I am the guy that Justin's talking about when he says, "If you want to just go play a whole bunch of Mario levels, that's me," because I love Mario. Yeah, and I'll play Mario till the cows come home. You know, I like I and the idea that I can download those levels and take them with me when I'm traveling when I don't have an internet connection is really appealing. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to be able to create too, and I don't know that I'll even do that because for me to be able to create and for be able to be used able to use that feature, I would have to buy two extra copies of the game, one for well, or just one to start out with, one for my son. Because he yeah. wants, he's like, like when he heard the whole thing about being able to like collaborative, collaboratively build levels, he was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" You know, yeah. uh, I can't wait to build a, a level with you, Daddy. But if I have to buy, if I have to spend eighty bucks to do that, that's, and I, that's kind of a hard I mean, pill to swallow. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely ways you can work around that, right? Like you can pass the DS around, right? So like he builds a level, pass it to you, you play it, you build a level back, right? This kind of stuff. So there's some workarounds for that for sure. Um, but it's just definitely when you look at it in in what it could be also versus what the Wii U version offers, it just feels it just feels short in some of that. And like I said, I mean, if if they put a patch in it, I think you're I think you're square. Do you know what I mean? And I really hope yeah. that, they, that they consider that. Um, and, and and to your point, I think Jesse or Marty, you made it that when the Wii U version came out, it was it was significantly lacking as well. They put the time and money in, in the infrastructure, and it's a great it's a great situation now. All right, folks. That is uh, that is what we've been playing. Let's uh, let's scroll on now to our uh, to our next thing. Uh, it's the community spotlight. Johnny Casino. What is going on? What do you do on the internet? Where do people need to find you? What is everything wonderful that you do, sir? Uh, I don't know what I do that's wonderful necessarily, but uh, other than those pink I, earbuds. I, I, yeah, you can thank my <laughs> wife and daughter for those. Uh, but there are places that I have fun. So. Um, excuse me, about, I don't know, it's been about five months ago, uh, my buddy Ben and I started doing the Generational Gamers podcast. Uh, Ben is a friend of mine who we met while in the Navy. We're on the same submarine together. And he actually ended up moving close to me after we had both gotten out. 
Um, and he comes over all the time. Uh, my kids enjoy having him around. My wife enjoys having him around. And the issue came in that he and I would start talking video games. And then that conversation would get interrupted by something else. Like my wife would start talking to him about something or whatever. So I was like, no, look, we, like, I want to start this show so that we can dedicate a chunk of time to start doing this. Um, but he's, I, I mean, he's a bit younger than I am. Uh, and console wise, I mean, he's two or three generations behind me as far as when we mm. started. Um, so we decided we would take a look at video games as they've crossed the consoles and you get the kind of perspective of me, someone who's not a great gamer, um, but has played a lot more of the older games and Ben who started with the Xbox, who's a fantastic gamer and has completely shown me how terrible I am on a few occasions. Um, and you know, we, we, we have a different play style. We play a number of different types games on our normal basis. So it's just a different perspective between the two of us on, on these different aspects of gaming, uh, and sometimes game series or whatever we, whatever we choose to talk about. Um, so we put that out every other Tuesday. Um, and then I went on We The Gamer Cast, and after that, I got approached by someone who you might know, which is Dave Moore. Dave and, Moore? Yeah, Dave Moore, who actually might might finally be in uh, in New York City. He's going up there today. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's maybe jealous by going to the, the, the uh, Nintendo store. Um, but he approached me, and we got on Skype, and we ended up talking for a couple hours. We're like, all right, we can do another show. Like, which if you don't know for any listeners who don't know, Dave's got a thousand shows and his own podcast network that he's trying to grow and everything else. So we decided we started doing a show called shelved and forgotten, um, which is the, in theory, it's us taking a game that we've been meaning to play for a period of time, something at least last gen and further back, uh, and finally getting around to playing it and talking about it. Um, on top of that, we usually each try to pick a topic to talk about something that deals with gaming or gaming related. Uh, in reality, as Justin, you pointed out in pre-show, you're waiting for us to actually get around to talking about games. Um, the first, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes of the show is me ranting about something. And then we talk about games a little bit. We talk about some other stuff and then we end up ranting for a while later and the show ends up going way longer than we normally plan on. Um, but if you haven't noticed, I like to laugh a lot. And so, um, it's a lot of that in the show. It's just us laughing at whatever stupid thing we're laughing at at that moment. So it's a lot of fun. I enjoy doing both shows. Um, both of them are on dayspace.com. So we, we moved to generation gamers over there. And so I'm kind of helping him work with that and grow that. Um, outside of that, man, you can, you can find me at Johnny underscore casino on, uh, on Twitter, hit me nice. up. Talk to me. I love talking to people. Yeah, it's it's actually great. I've I've been listening to uh, to Sheldon Forgotten for the last couple episodes, and guys, it is it is a great it is a great show. Um, I think uh, I was saying in the pre-show that uh, that Dave and Johnny have got some great chemistry, uh, and they play out each other really quite well. So it's another great podcast to add to your uh, to your feed if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, and Johnny, yeah, you're fantastic on Twitter. Very engaging as well. I know you've reached out to us on several things, so. Uh, we're happy to have you have uh, happy to have you with us. Yeah, thanks, man. No worries. All right, folks, uh, we're winding it down, but let's jump into a uh, com- or our postman, which is brought to us by Patreon.com/slash Nintendo Dads. Uh, if you're interested in supporting this show and supporting us, make more amazing content. Head over to Patreon.com/slash Nintendo Dads. Uh, our email comes in and says, "Hey, Nintendo Dads, I just started listening to your show at episode 100. I know I'm late to the party. Uh, sorry, yeah." 
says, I know I'm late to the party, by the way. I'm sorry we're late to reading this by almost six episodes. I apologize. Um, I love the show so much that I've been listening to some of your older podcasts that I've missed. I really enjoy hearing others talk about games the same way my friends and I would talk when we were kids. I grew up playing a ColecoVision that my dad had. It wasn't until the Sega Genesis came out that my parents finally bought me an NES. I had friends that had an NES, and I usually got uh, stuck watching them play one-player games like Zelda and Metroid. Later on, my friends got a Super Nintendo, but I never had one. So I continued to play my NES. I sometimes would get to play Super Nintendo with my friends when I would go to their house, but I could uh, never really com uh, compete with them because uh, I rarely got my any practice. A couple years after the uh, N64 was released, I finally saved up enough of my own money so I could buy one. I bought it with Star Fox 64 and absolutely loved it. Finally, I was able to only play. Um, sorry, finally I was able to play games with my friends and actually compete with them. And that lasted for a short while, though, because they quickly moved on to PS2 and Xbox consoles. I'm now 30 and have a daughter who's turning three this weekend. Well, happy belated birthday to your three-year-old daughter! Um, by a couple of weeks, I apologize again for not reading this earlier. Uh, she absolutely loves watching me play any game from the Zelda series. She dresses up as Link for Halloween and is having a Zelda-themed birthday party. Uh, Ryan, who wrote this email, you are raising your kids right. Um, I would love, uh, I love being able to share the interest of, uh, with her as Zelda is my favorite video game series. Uh, as for my friends, they've all moved on from video games for the most part, especially anything Nintendo. So it feels great to be able to listen to you guys talk about Nintendo. I look forward to every show. I'm curious, what are your stories with video games growing up? Did you, uh, always have friends that stopped? Sorry, did you also have friends that stopped playing Nintendo consoles to play Xbox or PlayStation? What has been your experience with introducing your kids to the video games you love? Uh, thanks, Ryan. So, guys, I guess the question I would say here is um, any kind of stories growing up playing video games that uh, definitely reside with you? And then the other question he's asking here is, you know, as your friends, did your friends mature out of Nintendo and, and play other games? And how did that maybe affect you? And what's your what's your gaming experience like with kids? Uh, John, why don't we go to maybe you first? You've talked about your kids very briefly as well. So I, I was actually the guy that kind of moved away from Nintendo when the PlayStation came out. Um, I didn't own an N64 until oh a few weeks ago when I finally bought myself one. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, I love that thing. Um and I came back to Nintendo um, late in the GameCube. Uh, and, and since then, I mean, I've had other systems, but Nintendo's always been my prime. Um, but, you know, with, when it comes to kids, uh, it's it's funny. He was talking about, you know, dressing his kid up or just dressed it up for like a Link or whatever. My son and daughter, who are my daughter's eight, my son's five, dressed up as Link and Zelda for Halloween. And this was all their nice. choice. Like, this was their That's idea. Awesome. They love watching me play the Zelda games. Um they can't wait for the new one to come out, although I think they'll be disappointed. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my son, when he was, my son was maybe three, I started playing Mario with him. It was, I think, the one on the Wii. And he has not put down a controller since. Uh, nice. to, to, the, to the point where we actually have to hide it sometimes at night, because he'll sneak up at three in the morning, come downstairs, ninja his way into our room, steal the big controller, go back upstairs and play it in his bed. Oh, wow. So... Um, but yeah, he, I, I just, I show him the Nintendo. I show him, um, like he loves the all, anything Mario. Um, and just, I, it was just a, here you go, you know, I'll play it with you. And he just dove right in. Nice. I love that. Very cool. Uh, Marty, how about yourself, sir? Uh, man, most of my teenage years revolved around the super Nintendo. <laughs> so, I mean, very, very fond memories of Nintendo gaming, 
uh, there. Um, me and my two good friends, when I was uh, in junior high and high school, we uh, would spend the night at each other's house. And I, I mean, very distinct memories of playing Super Mario Kart, um, trying to struggle through uh, a link, uh, link to the past. To you know, one one more dungeon, one more dungeon, or you haven't tried here, um, and uh, like just. Mortal Kombat 2 and Super Bomberman and and different things yeah. like that, you know, just going over like that. One of the guys lived right across the street from me, so we would I would go over there almost you know two three times a week, and we would just play. Uh, but then uh, moved off to college and obviously uh, bought a PlayStation for Final Fantasy 7 and started to pull away from Nintendo a little bit. I mean, I've had every Nintendo console, uh, but never really that. Uh, strong of a tie to one, uh, except for the Super Nintendo and the original NES as well. Uh, now, as far as my children go, uh, we started very early with my son <laughs> because uh, I wanted to play games and he wanted to help. Question, you know, quotes. sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we give, give him the a, dead controller, right? Yep, we give him the Wii controller with the batteries taken out of it, and so he would sit and play. Uh, and he really, I used to really, really love Guitar Hero and uh, rock band and he would have to have his own little guitar that he would play while i was playing uh my daughter doesn't care for video games as much she likes some of them but my son he's really he's really the gamer in the family uh among my kids he's nine uh the the bad thing is is i feel like he's kind of i mean like he likes you know nintendo and everything but i feel like uh, like a lot of kids he's already post nintendo in a way because he's already moved on to minecraft and uh you know apps on his phone or on his ipad things like that like five nights at freddy's stuff like that um but he really did like the nes mini he thought that was a really cool thing and he's he's like oh hey dad let's play galaga you know so we'll we'll get it out and we'll we'll play Galaga because i actually managed to finally find a second controller for the thing nice uh, so, so it's like, oh yeah, we'll play Galaga or we'll play Mario brothers or we'll play whatever. Um, but <coughs> we, we do gaming in our family is, is kind of a, it's a, it's a full family thing, you know? So we'll sit down and play, uh, Mario party or we'll, uh, you know, play Lego star Wars together or, uh, even God forbid we'll play animal crossing amiibo festival. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say God forbid star Fox. Cause yeah, you're uh, right. Oh man, that'd be a great family experience uh, for you guys. I wouldn't do that to my kids. Uh, so well, you wouldn't want him to get addicted. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's one of the cool things about being a, a parent who loves video games is uh, being able to pass that on to your children. You know, your hobby or your thing that you enjoy. And with me too, it's been board games lately. Um, I'm, I've really started getting into those and they, you know, they want to play all the games that daddy plays. So, um, I didn't have that with my parents. You know, I had to, I had to play by myself and I'm an only child. So now I like the, the thing was, is I was able to get really, really good at video games right? and also become a giant dork in the process sure. of when I was a kid. <laughs> nice. And that seems to have rolled into adulthood potentially as well. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, I'm still <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the way it works, right? Yeah. I think we all are. But at least, uh, at least you know, when you get to be an adult and you're a huge dork, you just kind of own it. You yeah, know? you're like, I'm all right. I'm all right with who I am. 
Right. I don't care what you think about me. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, anything, anything for yourself, sir? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, again, you know, I'm, I'm older. So when, uh, the Super Nintendo came out my senior year in high school, or the summer uh, before my senior year in high school. So most of my younger gaming was on Intellivision and Atari 2600. And I, I only really had one friend who gamed with me. And so he also had a Atari 2600. And so we, we, we would go to each other's houses, trade games and whatnot. Then we, we both got NESs at about the same time. And then the same thing, we'd go to each other's houses and play and trade games. Then I, I knew the Super Nintendo was coming, but I didn't know when. You know, you know, back then, I, you know, we didn't have the resources we have today. And Nintendo didn't share news like they don't today. But... Uh, Anyway, uh, I was at his house one day, and his, you know, whoa, we just lost Justin. Yeah. All right, he's back. <laughs> you there, Justin? Yep. Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Okay, so um, I was playing at his friend's, at, my, at, at his friend's, my friend's house, and then his mom yelled outside, hey, get back in here, and I have a, I have a, I have a message for you, and He's, he runs in, runs back out. He goes, okay, you got to go home. I have, I have to run to the store. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, my Super Nintendo's coming in. I pre-ordered it. I'm like, you can do that? I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. So, you know, I came over the following weekend, and we I, I got to play Mario, the Super Mario World for the first time. And then I, I got, and of course, I then got it shortly after that. Yes, and... Ever since, and then I, you know, I w- just when I got married the first time, I was like, like Jonathan, I fell out of gaming for a while, just because I thought, you know, oh, I have to, I have to do the adulting thing now, and then, uh, got back into gaming around GameCube era, and PS2 era, and uh, at that point, I've always had a Nintendo and a Sony console, and so, and I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'll, I don't care how old I am. I'm going to game now. <laughs> yeah. Kind of goes back to Marty's statement of just kind of owning who you are, right? So, yeah. And yeah. my, you know, my girls don't game much. There's a few games they like, but the, you know, they prefer the Minecraft and the, and the, the mobile stuff. But my, my son did get into the Mario three when he was younger and Zelda and you know, Zelda is, is, is his favorite Nintendo franchise. And he's looking forward to breath of the wild. Even though, but if you look at him now, all he plays is Call of, is Call of Duty. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, for myself, uh, video games have kind of always been a been a hook for me. Very early on, like it wasn't kind of a huge shock. I, I think if I don't think people people would be shocked that like literally I I do a Nintendo podcast every single week when they speak it to me or know me. Um, ever since the NES, they've had their hooks in me. Um, uh, I I always played games. Um. I remember kind of like Marty, like having parties at night on a Friday sleepover and like people are bringing, you know, pilot wings, uh, golden eye, Mario Kart, um, smash, uh, uh, you know, liters of orange crush and Doritos and ordering pizza. And that was like the best Friday night sleepover ever. And you had like Dorito and orange crush hangover for a couple of days. Yes. Um, so, uh, 
that those are really fond memories uh, that I have. Uh, and I've always been in into Nintendo. I, I had, you know, the NES, the Game Boy, the SNES. Um, but actually, what happened, and I had the N64, but uh, near the end of the N64 life cycle, all of my friends basically switched over to PlayStation. Um, and I was like, oh, kind of left behind. And I was like, oh, I should also be cool and like games with tons of blood. Uh, you know, if I, if I jump on a, a Goomba, they just disappear. That's dumb. I should see guts and gore and stuff. So I cashed in everything and I got a PlayStation. Um, and, uh, and so I was on the PlayStation train for PlayStations 1 and 2. Um, and then when I saw the, the Wii came out, I was like, okay, I have to go back. Um, and then I went back to Nintendo hard. Um, it was like a bad breakup and it was like PlayStation was a rebound that just didn't work out and I knew it was right. And I went back to my Nintendo girlfriend. Um, and, uh, (laughs) and sure enough, like it's been happy ever since. Uh, so that's kind of how it goes. Um, for me, for my kids and family, uh, video gaming, these kids never had a chance. Like video games would be part of their life (laughs) in some way. Uh, my youngest daughter loves playing video games. Uh, when the boxes arrive from Nintendo, they are like so excited. They're like, you got a new box, you got a new game, what are we playing? And they're like hands on, they're grabbing it, they love it. Um, they ask to play games before we go to bed at night. You sh- we have to manage that obviously from parenting expectations. They each have a- an old 3DS that we gave to them that they can play games on. Um, yeah, it's very much part, you know, here when we've had Mario parties, like, like literally theme parties, um, the kids just get involved and they love it. And so it's, they didn't have a chance at all ever. So yeah, that's, um, that, you know, and even, you know, we see them even doing reviews of games. You've seen on our YouTube channel where we have them review games as well. So yeah, that's, uh, that, that is, that is our Nintendo stuff. So with that being said, uh, thank you very much, Ryan, for saying that question. And we're going to, uh, look at the time. We're going to kind of actually just transition out of here uh guys um so just a couple of things that i want to talk about as we are getting ready to leave uh first marty and john thank you so much for joining us uh it's been fantastic uh you both are welcome to join us anytime again uh it's been wonderful so thank you thanks a lot man uh, thanks no worries uh, a couple things I want to draw people's attention to. I want to give a shout out, a shout out and congratulations to Rick Wheeler. Uh, and Rick Wheeler is the winner of our Pokemon swag giveaway for our Patreon folks. Um, so Rick, uh, congratulations to you. He's getting some uh, Pokemon stuff in the mail sent for me right away. Uh, as an FYI, we're closing our NES Classic Mini Draw tomorrow. Uh, big thanks to Marty, actually. Marty was able to secure us that NES Classic uh, that we're going to be mailing out as well. So a winner will be will be announced in the next uh, 24 to 48 hours. Marty, thank you for helping us secure that, by the way. We appreciate uh, it's it. no problem. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was a problem. I'm sure it was, judging well, by uh, did, how did popular you, those things are. When you shared about it, did, I, did you tell the story of how that happened? No, I didn't, because I didn't want people to like, harass you. Oh, okay. So I ordered on GameStop at twelve oh one that night when it went up, and I got I that, never. That's never, when I got mine. And I never thought that it went through. Like it never showed me that uh, confirmation or anything. So I frantically call every you know Walmart in the near, in the sixty mile radius around where I live, and rush off to get one, and then wake up the next morning to a confirmation email from GameStop. That's funny. So, um, I figure, you know, instead of reselling it and being that guy, why yeah. not, why not do something nice with it? Yeah. And that's fantastic. So, Get it so somebody that, who wants it, you know, or yeah. who's actually use it for what it's intended for. 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Marty, we're so thankful for that. And someone is going to be very happy in the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, so we're going to give an answer for that one soon. Uh, guys, also big shout out to our Patreon producers, Tim, Sheldon, and Dave, who uh, are at our Patreon producer level, who help us be uh, independent and loud and help us create amazing content. Uh, thank you guys so much for what you do. Big shout out to those three gentlemen. I call them the three musketeers currently. Uh, but if you want to be like those those three folks and help support us on Patreon.com and support uh, and be like the other 35 individuals who support us on Patreon, head over to Patreon.com slash Nintendo Dads. Uh, guys, uh, I'm just going to kind of round out here what's going on. If you want to follow us, you can head over to at Nintendo Dads on Twitter, Nintendo Dads on Facebook, follow us on Nintendo Dads on Instagram, or if you want to email us, head over to NintendoDads at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitch, also on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. We have a fair bit of videos um, and content on there. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. And if you really want some funny, funny, entertaining comments, head over to our unboxing of Super Mario Maker for the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, a lot of crazy comments in there, which um, I, I don't understand people on the internet. I don't really don't get it. Um, also, if you want to leave us a voicemail, head over to 92925NDADS. That's 92926 Three two three seven. You like some sweet merch? Head over to Nintendo Dad's uh, Tiny CC. Sorry, Tiny CC slash Nintendo Dad's store. T-shirts, coffee mugs, all kinds of stuff. Uh, just before I tease out, guys, next week, December seventh, we are having a major announcement on the show. Things they are a changing, folks. They are a changing. Make sure you tune in. We have put it on all of our social media feeds. Uh, check it out. December 7th, there's going to be a big uh, Nintendo Dads announcement. Also, big thanks to OC Remix for the music that I have not been playing throughout the show. And download uh, this podcast. <laughs> Go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or check us out on VG Tribune. For myself, for an absent Zach, for Jesse, John, and for Marty, thanks very much for tuning in to Nintendo Dads. Uh, you're the best. Nintendo Dads. And that's an episode.